Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. You wanted to come with it, done it, you got it with punishment. Now we just got it, and fuck it, and what we coming with. Others in love with the drug, and this family is running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them loving it. You want to get this, you want to get this, you want to get this. Special edition. This is a 48 minutes super show where we not only have the 48 minutes crew of myself and my proud partner in crime, Sean Mackey. What's going on? How are you? Great. How are you? Good, man. We are also joined by the Shot College crew, starting with my man, 100 Grand, Trap Money Benny, as he's known. What up, dude? What's going on, everybody? We're so happy to have you here. Oh, we're excited, brother. How long has it you've been on 48 minutes? Uh, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a it's been a little while, you know. Yeah, it's been and, a while. And of course, the host of Shot Callers, we know him as the boy with the Jalen Rose tattoo. Good luck, Kyle himself, Kyle Brandon. Yeah, yeah. What's what, happening? How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. Good. So, first things first. If you've been listening to our show for the last three months, which if you're listening to this, you have been, uh, we are done with team previews now. We have done all thirty. So, um, kind of go around the room real quick before we start. Uh, Starting with you, Sean, what was something you kind of picked up and learned from these team previews about a certain player, a certain team, just a league in general that really you really picked up from interviewing for 30 freaking teams? I realized that the Miami Heat are not very fun. No, they're not. They're not. <laughs> they might be fun at the end of the week, but not today. No. You listen to nothing I say then. You, you, never, you must never listen to me. I feel like that's all I talk about. That's how fun the Heat are. I try and steer every conversation to Miami Heat are not fun. GLK, what about you? What would you pick up? Uh, I picked up that I might be a little overly optimistic for my team and some of their players, the Pistons. Huh? But, uh, but it did make me a little more optimistic for some other teams, uh, like the Utah Jazz. That was mm-hmm. a fun one that, uh, I don't know, I feel, I feel better about the Jazz after that episode. A lot of hype there. Yeah, gosh. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it was just fun. Um, there's a good outlook for most teams, and even the bleak teams like Sacramento were a ton of fun. So, yeah, uh, all good things. Yeah, Benny, um, I would agree with that. Um, we had an awesome a pod with the Sacramento Kings. With, uh, I mean, it was just you never thought that the Kings would be anything interesting. However, it was it was pretty interesting. Uh, I'm excited about my team. Um, after doing the pod uh, about the Pacers um, and uh, the other teams that we were able to do uh, should be uh, an interesting time in the league. It's, it should be a good time for this NBA season. And I guess I'll say that I learned that the Golden State Warriors are still the best team in basketball. Absolutely. And if you talk to the guy <laughs> that did that interview, he would have told you nothing else. Like, you know, like Steph Curry's the best player in the NBA, Gordon M. Uh, yeah. He was pretty high on Steph. I mean, he... He, higher on Steph than KD. Than KD. I, I, yeah, I, I, I still don't understand He's a homer. that argument. Yeah, oh yeah, he was definitely a homer. Uh, but even <laughs> if you're a homer, like even if you're a homer though, like you should definitely know KD's a better player than Steph Curry. Like, he still came on the pod, so that makes him. A he homer. did exactly. Yeah. Yes, makes him a homie. Okay. So <laughs> this is what we're going to do with this show today. We're going to be giving our predictions for the season by means of standings, playoff brackets, and award winners. How we came up with this is the four of us put together our votes between for the, for the for the individual awards between the top five, 
and then we did the playoff seedings, 1 through 15 for each conference. So, where are you guys going to start? Should we start conference? Let's start with the East. Let's see, yeah, East okay. or conference. So, GLK, tell us, 15 through 10 in the East, what do we have? All right, starting at 15, we have the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, starting at 14, Atlanta. 13 is Orlando. 12 was the Knicks. 11 was Charlotte. And uh, 10th was Chicago. Okay. So let's start 15 with Brooklyn uh, Brooklyn Nets. So I did the Brooklyn Nets interview with Anthony Puccio, and Anthony's awesome. Uh, Sean and I have been lucky to interview him all the time before. What I learned about this team is they are very much in transition, and although they're going to be awful and their, lot, and their roster is not exactly jaw-dropping, there's a part of me that is somewhat a little interested in them for the sake of the D'Angelo Russells and the Jared Allens. And I am curious to see like how Kenneth Farid helps Jared Allen kind of tap more into being a better NBA player. To to me, I feel like I, I'm higher on D'Angelo Russell than most people, mm-hmm. but I still don't think he's worth the price of admission. So this is a team that I don't know. I, I'll be following probably from afar. If if there's any team I'm following from afar, it's probably this team. Yeah, are I, they I, the furthest? Probably, probably. <laughs> um, yeah. I had them as a fourteen. I didn't even have them as a as a fifteen. I had them as a fourteen, but I think that there's not many storylines going on this season. Ben had them as a thirteen. He had Orlando as the worst. Yeah, um, I am. Yeah, I was not very high on Brooklyn, but I'm even uh, further away with Orlando because um, I had Orlando <laughs> as my I had Orlando as my fifteen. Um, I'm not believing in slam dunk champ Aaron Gordon. Um, you know, they've got some pieces down there, but uh, if they're on TV, um, I mean, even if they're playing my favorite team, I don't know if I could watch it. I mean, I, I just, they're not interesting to me. Their, their roster is not interesting to me. And we, you know, it feels like we keep getting stuck on the, the big question with Orlando. Right. And that one big question and is who's going to score? Who's going to score? Right? I mean,. So. And, and it's it's tough to answer. You, you know, Aaron Gordon will get twenty. Um, uh, what's I mean, what's the yeah. game? Yeah, they so, might score. Yeah, so they'll score a, a total of sixty. <laughs> well, so. I don't will get like eight off the bench. Yeah. I don't even I don't even trust Aaron Gordon to to score twenty a game. I mean, uh, like yeah. he's he's a he's a, <laughs> six, he's a he's a sixteen a game guy. Right. Uh, I mean, that's yeah. I mean, that's going to be tough for them. So, I mean, you take those bottom three, Brooklyn, Atlanta, and Orlando, like... So, they have fun players, but they're not anything, like... Yeah, like... I think John Collins for Atlanta is a super fun player. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I, yeah. I think Trey Young, for how bad he's been, he's still been fun passing-wise. Right, and I think he'll have one of those games where he'll, he'll you'll get the league pass notification that he's hit seven threes in the first half, and that he's going to... Like, you're going to get one of those, because he's going to be... He's just that kind of player. I mean... It'll either be, you know, boom or bust for him, so. Yeah. So, these last two, Charlotte and Chicago, I know we're Sean that are going to go with this. No, Charlotte and the Knicks. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm just so excited. Oh, wait, the Knicks, Charlotte, and then Chicago. Yeah. No, no you're right. So, in these three, do either of you see them making a jump to that next pedestal, that nine through seven, any way possible, in this conference? Yeah, I think, uh, I think Chicago has a shot. Because they're scoring strictly? Yeah. 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 Yeah, Chicago would probably be the only one. Um Charlotte, I mean, they have one player. I mean, it's it's going to be 
Uh, it's going to be the Kimball Walker show until they trade him. Um, which could happen this year. Which could happen this year. Yeah, so, free year. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, it'll be fun until he's gone. Um, I like I like Malik Monk. And Miles Bridges is still, you know, he's going to be so green. Right. Yeah. He's going to be a little ways away. But I like Malik Monk. The yeah. veterans yeah. aren't God terrible. You know, like, Nicholas Batum's not an awful NBA player. Right. Jeremy Lamb. Okay. Well, oh I mean, my gosh. apparently he's shaking up his side. I got, I got so some context. I got offered Jeremy Lamb for Shea Gilgis Alexander tonight in a, in in a, a dynasty, dynasty league. NBA league. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> respectfully declined. So, <laughs> so the Bulls. Any, I mean, you know, you said the scoring. Um, Levine can score. You know, Chandler Hutchinson can score off the bench. Justin Holiday's a decent scorer. Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker. Laurie Markkinen can score with the best of them. Yeah, yep. he's out for a while. Um, and then at center, you know, it's. I think at some point Robin Lopez will be traded from that team, so I think they're <laughs> going to go all in with Wendell Carter as they should. What? Crazy. Uh, I mean, I'm ready. I'm I thought so he ready. was a building block. <laughs> 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 all right, so Kyle, let's go to the next group there. So we had Cleveland as the nine seed, uh, but this one was interesting. I'd like to just talk about Cleveland for a second. Uh, me and Tim had them as a nine. Ben and Sean had them as an eight. Uh, so this was the really the fringe playoff team right here. Yeah. Um, Sean or Ben, either of you. I'm curious why you had them in. Um, I I like. I like the fact that I think that they're going to play Larry Nance at the at the five. He's going to be their center, um, and I do think that Kevin Love is going to have a return to Minnesota. Kevin Love, and in the East, I think that's going to be enough. And oh gosh, what did I miss? How could you miss him? Who? Jenny. Oh yeah, Jenny. Tim is all in on Jenny, man. I love Jenny. Love him. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think they'll have en- I do think they'll have enough um, to to make it in the East. Um, Can we say Charlotte gets in because they're gonna have dope throwback unis? Is that enough? No. Okay. Uh, Just no, no. Throwback unis never do anything for anyone, except Come for the fans. On. It's five. It's like five <laughs> games. I know. I know they get you going, Tim. But but uh, you know. I don't know. If, I don't know, I don't know if pickers, you know. I don't know if I don't know if Kimball Walker is just gonna like look at his jersey and be like, "That's it. Here, I'm scoring 50. I don't, 50. <laughs> I don't think Michael Jordan's gonna move Kimball Walker. I think that he's so stubborn that he thinks he can still win with him. Sure. Yeah, that's how he felt about Adam Morrison for a long right. time too. Exactly. So I mean. <laughs> I mean, who else, did, who else did he hold on to in Washington too long? Juan Dixon. Juan Dixon. Chris Wilcox. Oh, gosh. Great shoe. Not a great shoe. I player. think... Where would you see Kemba landing? Have you, have you given any thought to that? Kemba. I mean, New York. Eh, he'll be a Nick. He'll be a Nick. It feels right, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He'll be it a does, Nick. It does feel right. I don't um, think they're going to try to. I think they're going to try to unload because Kimba's. I mean, it's a contract year for him. I think they're going to try to get draft picks. Um, I think at some point you're going to have to start rebuilding, and Kimba is. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that it's going to have to be a, a rebuild thing. All right, so let's go to the next group real quick. 
Okay. Uh, so the next group we had uh, as the eight seed, we had Miami. Uh, the seventh seed was Detroit, and let's do let's do those two right now because yeah. I think I think the next I think we'll do this kind of in tiers. So Miami we had as the eight seed. Uh, Sean put him up at five. Ben put him at eleven. Uh, Tim and I put him at at eight. Honestly. <laughs> Miami, I was not Miami at eleven. I'm fine with because I, barring a trade, I just I don't know about this team. Um, I think that defensively they're really good. Yeah, I think that Josh Richardson should be really good this year, but he's also 25, and you know you should be good before you're 25. I All think. right, but he's really good three and D. Justice Winslow plays really good defense. Bam Adebayo plays good defense yeah. and he can laterally move uh, Hassan Whiteside plays good defense but he just can't move at all which sucks right um, so I think they have good defense but uh, something that Tim was showing me the other day was uh, I believe Dwayne Wade led the team in usage yeah which is crazy that is yeah. crazy that, that is a that is a formula to not win yeah, especially since he's Wasn't on his... Wasn't that exactly what my text said, how not to win? Yeah. How not to win, exactly. So, I mean, especially since he's on his farewell tour. I mean, he may... He's, he's going he's gonna to get a farewell tour, for sure. Oh, yeah, he's, he's going to get 31 minutes worth of it. Because he's going to play... <laughs> <laughs> get, like, 19 shots a night. Yeah, he's... They're going to try him out. Yeah, yeah they're going to... Yeah, he's going to get he's gonna get his bang for his buck. How no funny would it be it. if he got, like, the Derek Jeter, or, like, the farewell tour, and, like, he just wins, like, six man of the year, because it's like, well, it's your last year. Yeah. You know, I think, I think most improved would be oh. great. <laughs> that's one of that's like one of my all time fantasies is for like a washed up player to win most improved like Derrick Rose like a guy who's Ken Griffey Jr. did that in, uh, in baseball he was 36 he won comeback good point yeah. I didn't know they had that in baseball it's just they called do. comeback player yeah comeback player of the year so it's like basically they're like well, you were injured forever. So in the NBA, shot just, last year. Yeah, no. in the NBA, it would be called the Gordon Hayward Award. Let's just go ahead and call it what it is. Um, but yeah, so Ben Simmons will win that in ten years. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about the Pistons? The Pistons. We had the Pistons as the seventh seed, uh, pretty much unanimously. So appreciate that, guys. You guys, you guys did it right and did be proud. So I appreciate that. Um, we have Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. And yeah. I think in the East, that's enough for a seven seed. Absolutely. Uh, you expect Luke Kennard's going to take a step forward this year? I, I do. do. I yeah. do. I think Kennard's going to have a big year for them, actually. He might not start behind Bullock, but I think he'll have a good year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I expect a really big year for Andre Drummond. Um, you know, but... What was what was Drummond last year? What were I mean? I know he led the league. Sixteen arena. boards. Jeez, a game. Sixteen yeah. boards a game. Yeah, I, I that's impressive. I mean, that's the other night Kyle and I compared his career rebound numbers to Dennis Rodman's, and you'd be amazed how close they are. Yeah. Oh, I I, I mean I, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean that guy. I mean, as far as as big men are concerned, like like I. I consider him top tier, like right. I, and I know he doesn't get a whole lot of respect, but I don't think people pay attention to how good he really is. And what's nice is is he takes the pressure off Blake from you know he just clear the glass. Blake doesn't have to, and Blake can just 
focus on everything else, um, you know, his passing and all that stuff and, and being a facilitator and playmaker, yeah. kind of a point four. Yeah. So, I mean, Drummond gave you 16, though, right? 16 and 16 or 15 and 16 or something like that? Like it, yeah, it was something like nice. it was like he, I mean, 16. Yeah, like that's not that's not nothing to sneeze at. What's like up? He, he gets after it. <laughs> 15 and 16? 15 and 16 is... That's I mean, great. That's, that's, you're out there, you're out yeah. there humping it. Yeah, you're that's humping 16. it. Yeah, those, are, those are almost, those are almost wilt it. numbers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you ride around and getting it right, right. there. I mean, that's, and not to mention, like, the other thing that's underrated about Andre's game as a center... His career high in assists before last year was 1.1. This year he put up three assists a game. Like, oh, wow. As a big man, as a facility, yeah, that's... Can, like really learn that next thing. Right. And something we all like to laugh at, Andre Drummond shot 60% from the free throw line last year compared to the year before he shot 38%. That's a, that's a huge improvement. Wow, that's a huge jump. That's like what like Lonzo Ball shoots 60% from <laughs> right. the free throw line. So, like, I know you think it's 60. That's still rough. Well, yeah. Yeah. But... I mean that's that's a vast improvement. Has he? Yeah. We'll, has we'll, he, talk about, we'll talk some Andre Drummond a little okay. later. Though. Yeah. I got I got some Andre Drummond time carved out for this pod. <laughs> yeah, he's the time for this. We should probably just go put six or one in a group. Just yeah. Uh, yeah. perfect. Um, so then we have Washington as the six, Milwaukee as the five, Indiana as the four, Toronto as the three, Philly as the two, and Boston as the one. So here's what I think is kind of funny about it is everyone makes fun of the East because it's not to the town level of the West and sure, I don't think that's a terrible six group. No, in the top six. I think that's still decently competitive. Uh, there's some, you know, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of players worth watching on those six teams, and I think really the Eastern Conference playoffs. I know there's no LeBron James anymore, but those six teams are pretty entertaining for yeah. this purpose. And I mean, uh, truth be told, I mean, even if you go from. Seven down because I would throw Detroit in there. I mean, I would. I think Detroit is going to be, is going to be pretty good. Um, Washington. I mean, you got their backcourt, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You have an underrated Otto Porter. Nice. Yeah, you got an underrated Otto Porter. Uh, Milwaukee, of course, you have Giannis, who is, is must. He's must watch TV. I mean, that guy is phenomenal. The things he can do. We know I mean, what you're just, getting at. You know you want to talk it. Just go well, ahead and I mean, bring him up. You know the Pacers. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean. The four seed Pacers. Uh, the four seed Pacers, but you still you're looking at Oladipo. You've got Miles Turner, Sabonis. So, um, so this one is the one I struggle with the most in the East. And Ben, I'd like you to try and clear this up for me. Indiana at the four, Milwaukee at the five. Okay. There are days where I'm like, Indiana will be the three. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there are days where I'm like, Milwaukee could be the three. Yeah. Like, absolutely. You know what I mean? I, I struggle with that, and I'm like, I. It seems like three through five are right there. Three through six, even. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, it seems like most people have Philly as kind of the top three. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I'll say four through six can be kind of washy, but I think Indiana and Milwaukee can both really, really bust it out. Right. Why is Indiana going to be better than Milwaukee? Um, I think that um, Indiana will have a better inside presence. I think Miles Turner um, will be. Um, he'll be a top tier player this year. I think he's really going to step up. Um, I really like Sabonis. I think Oladipo uh, is going to take his game to the next level. I mean, he's already right there. Um, I love that we added Tyreek Evans. Um, if he if those two play uh, end of game situations together, um, I like Tyreek and Victor Oladipo on the floor together. That is so um, fun for offense and defense. Yes, absolutely. So not a lot of holes. In that. Uh, not a lot of holes. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, if I were going to put it, yeah, I would put them. I'd put them there, three, four range. But like you said, 
all those teams right there. Toronto. I mean, you're you're still looking at a Toronto team that's still trying to fill out Kawhi Leonard. Um, you know, you have Kyle Lowry there. I mean, Kawhi can be a, a game changer. I mean, we saw that down in San Antonio. I mean, if if he is the Kawhi of the Kawhi that we know, I mean, they could be the two seed. I mean, that's. I mean, it's it's so, just phenomenal. So. Those are kind of the second-tier teams. Out of the top-tier teams, we have Boston 1, Philly 2, Toronto 3. Who do you guys feel like are the real contenders for a title this year? I think, and Sean and I... Where do you draw the line? Sean and I have had this conversation a lot. Um, I think Philly is not... I mean, Philly hasn't hit their ceiling yet. Right. Right. Um, so, I still think that Philly will be in the Eastern Conference Championship. Um, I just don't... I think, you know, which we'll probably get, we'll get to that later on. Right. But I think Boston's the only true, like... Has a shot to be a team in the West contender, yeah. And I don't think I'm far off by saying that. Like I, I have some takes where I'm far off. This is not one of them. Yeah, I, mean. I would agree. I th- Sean, Sean, what do you? I think uh, I think Philly's another year away. I don't think they have the experience. Um, their run they had last year was really fun and it was really nice, but I don't know. They feel like they're they're missing something. I don't really know what it is. And on top of that, they lost some really good shooting off their bench that they signed. Uh, with some buyouts last year with Bellinelli and Ilyasova and they're gone. Um, so I don't really, uh, I don't really know where they go from here. I mean, they could get Jimmy Butler, but he would, I think he would ruin the entire chemistry of the team. I don't, I don't want him there. <laughs> they still have money. They, I think they still do have money. Thing. They, they, did they get a LeBron meeting or they, they did get one, didn't they? Mm. They got one with uh, Maverick, Maverick Carter. Carter. Okay, that's yeah. a LeBron meeting. That's fine. So yeah, because they're only two million. Yeah, that. I mean, wow. Next this next summer, they really need to go hard after someone. They need a good veteran player, like a former All Star or a current All Star, <laughs> or Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. <laughs> that would that would definitely that would that would help him a little bit, you know. But but <laughs> but you know, last year I compared him. You know, we, we compared him constantly to the the mid '90s Orlando Magic. You know, a lot of young, fun talent, but they need their Horace Grant, and they don't have him yet. Yeah. Right. I do really like them getting Wilson Chandler. Yeah. And um, from the little bit we've seen in preseason so far, I know it's preseason. I like what we've seen from Markel Fultz. Yes. I don't yeah. think his shots pretty, but he's confident. He doesn't. And I think he does. I think that goes a long way in just being confident. Yeah, he doesn't even need to shoot, though. He just needs to drive the ball. He's so fast. He looks good driving. You see him spotting up now. Yeah. It kind of looks like a 2K glitch shot, (laughs) but it goes in. You know, like... um, Yeah, I think he's like a... And please, I... Please don't misquote me or mm-hmm. you know I mean take this out of context. Yeah, it's only on a podcast. I, 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 yeah, I got my Twitter. I got my Twitter ready. I think he's like a, a James Harden, not at that caliber, Whoa. but Whoa. I, he could drive to the basket. He's yeah. real creative in mm-hmm. the drive, um, and he'll be able to to pull up and shoot. Well, I still stand by my six four Tracy McGrady thing, so I don't think you're too far off. Yeah, I don't think Tracy McGrady and James mm-hmm. Harden are that crazy. I mean, yeah. And the one thing you do, you know, going back to Toronto for a quick second before we talk Boston, after we did the Raptors pod, uh, Sean and I, and I went back and listened to it, and I listened to the conversation, I looked at their roster. They're decently deep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talk all the time about how when the playoffs come around, you're going to shorten your bench, and I totally understand that and respect that. But 
you know, they've got six, seven, eight guys that you can really trust to play in a game. You know, not just the Kawhi Leonard's, Danny Green's, Kyle Larry's, Jonas Valanciunas's, but the OG Ananobis, the Fred Van Bleets, mm-hmm. uh, the Pascal Siakams. Like, they're not in bad shape right now, even with a new head coach. Yeah. I would agree with that for sure. Yeah, I, I think that'll help them in the regular season. But like you said, uh, you know, their bench just really shrinks up during the playoffs. So For sure. So but sh- it'll help them get, you know what I mean, home court um, for the second round or whatever. Yeah. So, Sean, start us off with Boston here, man. What about the Celtics are you not excited about? Because I feel like even the Celtic haters like we are, like we've talked about many times in private and on this podcast, you're, we still gotta be blown away by what's on that roster. Uh, yeah, I mean, they almost have too much talent, and I, <laughs> I know, I know, I know how, uh, I know it looks really good on paper and everything, but I'm, I'm kind of. Yeah, I think it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be exciting to see how this team gels. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like you said, they have so much talent. Um, can you keep everybody happy? Right. That's a lot of people. Yeah. That's a lot of people to keep happy. Absolutely. Um, and especially when you have a couple of people that are, you know, looking for maybe some contracts or something like that. Yeah. Your Terry Rogers and stuff like that, especially. Um, I'm surprised his sons haven't made a phone call yet for him. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. Don't touch my Josh Jackson. <laughs> Don't what? touch my Josh Jackson, but, but like a Mikhail Bridges or something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think they have a ton of talent. Um, I think that they're super switchy. I do worry. Uh, they've looked good shooting the three. I yeah. do worry about them shooting the three a little bit. Um, they, yeah, they, I agree with that. But I also think that come buyout season, they're going to be looking for three-point shooters. Um, you know, if you look back, not to compare because it's two different eras of Celtic basketball, but that team with Garnett, Pierce, and Allen that won the championship, they kind of realized they needed – some veteran guys and small guys they can trust off the bench to go get some baskets. So they went and got Sam Cassell. Yeah, but that's right. a different era. I, I did say right. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, <laughs> you know, it was still Danny H in charge. It was still right. Right. still the front office that's intact now. Yeah. The three-pointer, like, really wasn't as... Oh, no. so you're not yeah, wrong yeah. by any means. Right. No, not at all. But, like, my point getting to it is yeah. that they're an aggressive team. You saw it last year with yeah. Greg Monroe. Um, if they have a chance to get a guy, you know, at some point off the bench is going to make them better, they're going to do it. What's that? Kyle Korver. That's Do you not think Kyle Korver finishes the season with Cleveland? No. I don't either. Is he, no. is he on his last year of his contract? He oh, is. Oh, that's a definite then, buyout then. Jeez. <laughs> I love it. I love that, Kyle that Korver. Is, that is happening. That's a good call. I like that. That's like the only yeah. team he hasn't played for yet. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That'd be great. Well, I, I mean, I, if, if we... I mean, of course, it's preseason basketball, but their defense has been a little suspect. Yeah. Um, it's been a little suspect during these preseason games. And I know that Brad Stevens, watching a couple of the interviews that he's done, I mean, he has not been pleased with the way they've played defense these first three or four preseason games. So hopefully, I mean, that's, of course, guys trying to gel, trying to get back into where they're supposed to be, you know. But uh, hopefully they, they get that part straightened out because I do think the offense will come. Um, and I think that, Offensively, I don't think there'll be an issue. But you know, if you can't stop stop anybody defensively, then you're going to have some problems. And I think that Brad Stevens sees that because he's you, had he's had some serious issues. You buy that Brad Stevens is actually upset, or you think he's just being good coach guy? Um, 
I, I think he's, I think it's a little bit of both because like I said, you can't put a whole lot of salt into the preseason, but you can also see where guys, when you're not doing like defensive rotations or you're not getting where you're supposed to be when you, when you're supposed to be there. So I think some, some of that stuff starts to irritate him a little bit. Um, but he's also, I mean, he's just being a good coach guy where it's like, okay, I know it's the preseason. I know it's, these guys are just getting used to the, each other, you know, we didn't finish here with Kyrie or Gordon Hayward. Those guys are still getting used to different rotations and, and different spots. And yeah. I think it's a little bit of both. Right on. Yeah, so I think, too, um, you know, like we said, I know it's preseason ball, but Gordon Hayward has not found his stroke yet. No. And, I, you know, Kyrie's really only played a couple games. Yeah. So I think that has kind of played a part in their ups and downs so far. Well, yeah. I, um, yeah. Yeah, and I think that they're. It would surprise me that I mean it's going to take them. It's going to take them fifteen to twenty games to really kind of get into where you'll see true Boston. Um, mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be shocked that they had a three game losing streak during that time. I wouldn't be shocked if if they went on a run where they you know they only scored you know in the mid eighties or you know low nineties. I wouldn't be shocked if they gave up. Uh, you know, 105 to 110 a couple times during that time. I mean, none of those things would shock me. It's going to take them some time to get back into where they were. Especially, you know, you're adding, technically, you're adding another guy in Gordon Hayward since you didn't have him last year. Time to vote? Yes, sir. Time to vote. All right. So, Kyle. Yes. What is we got? The Boston Celtics versus the Miami Heat in the first round. Kyle, you start us off. Stop. <laughs> Boston and four. Boston four. Boston four. Boston four. All right. Philly and Detroit. Philly in five. Philly and. I'd say Philly in six. I'm gonna go Philly in five. I think Drummond and Blake are gonna win a game for them. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if. They have enough down low. If Philly has enough down low to be able to compete with Blake and Drummond, I don't know who's really like stopping Blake if Embiid is on Drummond. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah. What does that look like? Is, yeah. Coving, is it Covington or Sarich? Like, I think Blake could I, get the best of that. I take my chances. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that there would be enough there. Um, I really worry about that backcourt. Yeah. Faceoff, but yeah. But I, like you said, I think that those guys are good. Those two are good enough to get at least a game. I think they could get two, um, especially you know. Of course, they'll get a, they'll get two on their home court. Um, I think that those two um, can get you two games there. Like we said, we already talked about Philly's maturity and not being where we think they should be. Um, not yet; they're just not ready yet. But uh, yeah, I definitely think that Philly could get. I definitely think that Philly could get. Uh, get complacent a little bit, and I think that Detroit could take two. So, Sean, Philly, Detroit, what do you got? Philly. And <laughs> and in six. I'm going to give... Uh, yeah, I'll give Detroit two games. I think they're going to be better than people think. Just because Kyle's here? Just because Kyle's here. If he wasn't here, I'd say, I'd say in four, but, you know. <laughs> so, I, I really am excited about this series if things go the way we think they are. So, three Toronto, six... Washington. Ooh. I like this series. I still think Toronto wins, but I think it's close. I think Wall and Beal, they really seem to have a thing where they're like, 
we really like to take the first round as far as possible, and then yeah. you know after that we're done. Right. Um, so I think that they'll be able to win two games there, but I think Kawhi, Danny Green, Kyle Lowry, and their groups be too much. I like the Raptors in six over the Wizards. Yeah, I, I also like the Raptors in six. Um, I think Dwight's actually going to have a good year. Say, say what you want. I think he's going to have a, a productive year. He was... We don't want to go to lunch with apple slices and come home with Dwight Howard. <laughs> He's never going to add that three-point shot. He's never going to add it. That is fine. I think that the Dwight House will be uh, reigning in Washington, that they will have a good... Did you just say the Dwight House? The Dwight House. Dwight House, baby. I love it. Washington. God, I love it. The Dwight House. I can't wait for this. The Dwight House. I'm saying... Did he, did he sign a one-year or two-year with them? One. One. Oh, okay. So this oh, is... A- uh, oh, this contract year for the contract year. Come on now. He's always in a contract year. He is always in a contract year. Yeah, he's not get traded. Boy House is going to be popping off. Give me Toronto at six, though. Listen to it, boys. Washington and seven. Oh! Seven. oh. You're for sure Kawhi's leaving Toronto. Hey. <laughs> you have no doubt. No doubt in my mind. <laughs> um, no, I just like... Um, I love Beal and Wall. I really do. And I like, I mean, I like Lowry and Leonard too, but um, I like those boys. And, and as far as, I mean, I know that we say crazy stuff about the Dwight House. Dwight House. The yeah. Dwight House. Um, I know we say crazy things, but I do think he'll pay dividends in the playoffs. So, Sean, round us out. I just keep thinking about the movie First Kid now with Sinbad. So good, so good. The scene where they go to like the roller rink. Oh god! He's dressed up as a hot dog. <laughs> Great. Anyway, that's a whole classic. That's a whole pod. Classic. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Toronto in six. I think Washington is like one of those sneaky good playoff teams, or they're a sneaky bad playoff team. But uh, this year, I think it's like a you know we're going into a uh, we're going into an odd year here. So uh, I, I'm gonna say uh, they're gonna lose. So in six. Okay, so this series, I think, is the first that I'm going to say goes seven, in my opinion. Indy and Milwaukee. Um, I love Giannis, obviously. I love Chris Middleton. But I really like all the things that Indiana has. Um, as far as Oladipo, Evans, like we've mentioned, Bogdanovich, Miles Turner, Thad Young. Mm-hmm. Um, three quality point guards. So Giannis is going to be good enough where he's going to keep this team alive, no doubt about it. But I think the Pacers are just going to have a little bit more. I think they're going to be a little upset after last year when they thought they could have won that series. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Oladipo is going to get them over there and get to the next round. So I like the Pacers in seven over the Bucks. I say Pacers in six. Ben? Uh, Me, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I think he just spoke. Sean's a little shorter. Um, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Bucks in seven. Okay. I'm going to go with Bucks in seven. I think this is Giannis's year. I think uh, adding Brooke Lopez, I think he was the best under-the-radar signing of the summer. And I think he's go- – I, I don't think he really fit very well with the bizarro pieces they had on L.A. last year. So I think with some guys that are, that are kind of already established there, I think they're going to be able to put in a decent center, especially a center who can spread the floor a little bit, let Giannis do his work. I think he's going to fit in really well there, and I think I think they're going to be way better than everyone thinks. I'm going to agree with you, Sean. I'm actually going to go Bucks in seven here. Okay. I think Ooh. that Ble- I think that Bledsoe, Brogdon, Middleton, Giannis, 
Brooke Lopez, and Del the Del, baby. <laughs> Delhi. Delhi. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you forgot a name. Maddie D. You, you totally forgot a name. Like Thonmaker. A former guest of the show. Pat Connaughton. Friend of the program. Yeah. Your boy, Pat. Pat. Yeah. Okay. okay. High flying, Pat. I think that this is going to be an incredible series. Um, I do think, though, that that squad is just a little more ready. Sure. I think Miles Turner is one year away. Again. Again. <laughs> no, that's fine. I think I think that he's. He hit a wall last year. Yeah. Okay, so in this case, since we need someone to advance, right here on the pod, we're going to flip a coin to determine who goes. Head since the Pacers are the four seed, tails since the Bucks are the five seed. Perfect. This determines who goes to the next round. Heads, Pacers, tails, tails Bucks. Milwaukee wins the series. There you go. There it is. All right. So in that case, how does Milwaukee match up with the Celtics in round two? Lose. How many <laughs> <laughs> Lose. Uh, five. They just took him to seven last year. They had a worse team. What? Oh, yeah. Milwaukee did Boston last year. Yeah, they, they, they did. Team. Who had a worse team? Milwaukee did. Uh, Boston had a worse team. Okay, yeah, but... What? <laughs> yeah, that's got to factor in. Like, I mean, those two totally factor in. I agree, but I trust Giannis Antetokounmpo to be able to win two, at least two games in the series. Ugh. <laughs> I think I think Boston is a sixty win team. Okay. I sure six then. <laughs> you can keep your pity, that's fine. Six, six, six is fine. It's 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 that's that's safe. That's a safe pick. I, feel I like would six say, is like the alternate this. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I would say I would say Boston six. Okay. So in that case, in the other series, we have we have Philly. And yeah, that Toronto. Ooh, Philly in seven. Uh, give me Toronto in seven. Give me the damn coin again, I? Give me Toronto in six. Toronto in six. Oh, All right, Toronto no name the coin then. Okay, in that case, Boston, Toronto, Eastern Conference Finals. What do we got? Boston in six. Boston in five. Five, but the, they're good enough to. Uh, they're not good enough to. I don't, I don't sound like that. I, I don't sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> Boston is six. I. But wait. But wait. But wait. Toronto got better than last year. <laughs> Toronto's better than last year. Five games. I'm going to say Boston in in seven. Okay. There it is. So in that case, we have the Celtics winning the Eastern Conference. I don't think anyone's shocked. They won. Yay. No, no. no. Drop the confetti. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, what the other interesting about the Celtics is how stacked they are right now. This might be their, I mean, not this to be their only year to make a title run, because especially if Kyrie Irving does sign, like he says, like, this is the last year this group is really going to have a chance, because a lot of guys will be competing for contracts, or our contracts already on the table, so that's going to make things a little fun. Who? Horford, right? Is Horford, Horford and Rozier, who are two big parts of what they did last year, really going into this year. Right, but Rozier was a big part because Kyrie was. Well, yeah, I agree, but, yeah. you know, like, after Rozier, the point guard death isn't exactly jaw-dropping. I get it. I think I think Marcus is kind of a combo. Yeah, Marcus is a combo, and he's also not very good offensively. Yeah. 
So I'm also ready to put Marcus on the dirty player list, but we could talk about that later. Yeah. All right, so we're going to take a second here, guys. We're going to take a break. I know we haven't done this before. And when we come back, we're going to go to the Western Conference. So talking about the crappy of Eastern Conference, like we said, we the Celtics winning. Um, who do you guys taking a fight from last night? Fight from last night, Jr. or Marcus Smart? This is how you thought out, maybe a lot. Oh, Smart, that's not a question. Yeah, I do. Yeah, Marcus Smart is about that life. Yeah. He, what is Jr. shirtless? I feel like he just has a superpower when he's shirtless. Oh, it doesn't matter. Because if he goes shirtless, then Smart goes shirtless. You want shirtless saying the Browns won a game? Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> that is that is in the final form of him is shirtless. So. Yes, that does change things. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so now, guys, we're going to go ahead and go through our standings of the Western Conference. First off, shout out to Pure Noise Records and State Chance for giving us that break music. Definitely appreciate it. Um, thank you, Kyle, for getting that click that set up for us. Yeah, of course. My good, my good friends over at State Chance. Appreciate it. Check them out. Uh, really awesome music. They're doing awesome things. They're playing an arena tour right now. Um, they have some tours set up, stuff with like Fall Out Boy. They just had a tour with. Um, Blink-182 they didn't go through, but um, if you're into music like that, check them out. They're awesome. Absolutely. So now we're going to go through the West, our Western Conference predictions. Now remember, what we did is we all put our standings out, and this is these are the averages. We all couldn't simultaneously agree on something, so this was the best we could do. Um, so, Kyle, we go Sacramento, Phoenix, Dallas, the Clippers, Memphis. Only team I think can really probably make that next step in that group is Dallas, and we all know why. Luka Doncic, baby. Luka Doncic, baby. Right. He's X Factor. <laughs> we X-factor. saw that. Hold on, we saw that first preseason game, and I was like, I want to redo my picks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wow. Sure. Yeah, that's what every Kings fan thought, too. Oh! <laughs> oh yeah. That's what well, every Kings fan thought. Oh, oh, man. Uh, you know they did, too. Dallas, they were like, ugh. Dallas is still obviously not there yet, but Dennis Smith Jr. and, uh, and uh, Doncic. That's fun. Man. That's what fun. What a bright future that is, honestly. Yeah. yeah is there sure. a better young backcourt in the league? No. No. Young. No, uh, no I'm saying young. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, I mean, who would compare them to young? Simmons Fultz, maybe? Uh, maybe? Uh, I think they both have great upside, but, like, we're seeing what these guys can do now. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, it's tough to see anybody being better than those two. Yeah. Especially makes- at, that, at that age and that skill level. Um, it's... Oh, Denver. Uh, there we go. I'll, I'll give it oh, to Denver. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'll give the nod to Denver there. Um, Denver, yeah, because I think, I mean, even if you look in this group, I mean, these groups these that we're talking about, they, either have one, they have one guy, but they don't have another. We know Sacramento's got Fox, and Buddy Heald's a good ball player. He's a good three-point shooter, but they're not better than them. Right. right. Um, Phoenix has the shooting guard. They think they might have the point guard, Nelly Okobo, and we think he has a possibility to be the point guard, but we don't know. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see Ooh, who they yes. roll out. For a point guard, uh, kind of that first, what what they're gonna do with their backcourt that first month, with Devin Booker being kind of hurt, maybe playing some limited minutes. Yeah. Uh, so that was gonna be interesting, uh, but I think Phoenix is gonna be an awesome team to watch. Um, but yeah, none of those teams really stand a chance. Um, 
I'm sorry, Tim. How high do we go up on the rankings? We had Sacramento 15, Phoenix 14, Dallas 13. Clippers 12, Memphis Grizzlies 11. Gotcha. I don't like the Clippers at all. Yeah, I like Mm -hmm. a few pieces, but I don't like their team in general. Tobias Harris is going to go off this year. I agree, and I think Shea Gilchrist Alexander eventually is going to end up starting. I don't think Pat Beverly ends the year there. This guy turned down an $80 million contract and said, no, I can ball. Watch me. Mm-hmm. He pulled the Jimmy Butler method. Yeah, he, he bet on himself. Absolutely, and I think it's going to pay off big time. Well, we talked about that too when we were talking about you know your love for Tobias Harris. I mean, that guy, he puts up numbers that he's another one of those guys like Drummond. Nobody really realizes how good he is until he's you look in a box. He's like, dang, he put up twenty eight last night. Oh yeah. God, he oh he had thirty one last night. Like. He's, he's going to go off. Yeah. So. Here's he's the other dope. thing we have to mention about these teams here. Yeah, we have Memphis 10th, but we're pretty confident that they can win some basketball games. We don't think they're a 26-win team at 10 by any means. Like, this is what the Western Conference is like. No, but they're not mm. the 50-win team that they're... No, not anywhere close. Right. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they won 41 games. If they're in that 36-41 to 41 range, that would not shock me the least bit. No. Yeah. Jaron Jackson's only 19, so it's going to be a slow climb for him, I think. Yeah. To where you don't need to throw him in right away. So. All right. And for me, like I really liked that Oregon team that played in the Final Four. Um, they, Dylan Brooks was part of that team. He plays for Memphis. He was part of the like Rising Stars last year. Yeah. Um, he's a guy I like a lot that could really be a youngster that can get some minutes for them. They really, for them to be in that 36-41 to 41 range, it all depends on if Mike Conley's going to play. I mean, if he's hurt a while, they're done. Right. I still don't see like best case scenario them getting them getting there. No, no. I mean, I think they got a fairly low ceiling to be honest. Yeah, but like if they're in the Eastern Conference, they're probably a six seed. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what's terrible. All right. So uh, with that being said, we go to and at the point where we're just recording this, Jimmy Butler has not been traded yet. So we want to make sure we let everyone know that. So Sean, we've got. Minnesota, New Orleans, San Antonio, Denver, Portland. I did not have Portland in the playoffs. Did I put Portland in the playoffs? You put Portland as the sixth seed. Okay. It's been a while since we did that list. So it has. I feel, I feel different every day. As you should. We we had we had San Antonio as the cutoff for the playoffs. So San Antonio, Denver, and Portland got in, and New or- New Orleans and Minnesota got out. Just to be clear. Yeah. And before he got hurt, they were the three seed. They're a mess. Yeah. 
Um, New Orleans. Did not. I had the men. Okay. I think I had the men too. Yeah, group, group we did not. not. Right. Yeah, I mean, because but I think here's the thing, because everyone's kind of talking about you know Anthony Davis potentially leaving, which I am a hundred percent feel like it's very possible. I'm not saying it's not. This is the year he's supermax eligible, and I understand that Paul George is supermax eligible, that Kawhi is supermax eligible. I totally get that, but like I still think even with those those guys did, and I know money is not a huge deal for these guys. That's still really hard to walk away from. Not that I think he'll be there a long time, but. I don't, I'm not going to pull out the fact that Anthony Davis could do the Blake Griffin. What's Supermax, 220? Yeah. <sighs> That's very possible, yeah. <laughs> why wouldn't you trade him if you're in New Orleans? So. Why wouldn't you? Or why no, why would you? If, you? if you signed him, yeah. why would you trade him? Exactly. Right. You have him. <laughs> Don't forget about the second one. That's a baby. A, a terrifying looking baby. They have a terrifying looking baby in the back? Mm-hmm. It's one of their mascots. Yeah, dude. I see now. Uh, uh, right here on the pod, I'm going to pull up... There's the worse mascots. Than the baby? Yeah. Little baby. Yeah, there's worse ones. Yeah, I think I think the reason I put them in was kind of I do think even in the West, Anthony Davis is good enough to take a team to the playoffs with not the supporting cast he had the years previous. I mean, for what they did last year without Boogie, and I understand there was Rondo and Drew Holiday played really well. I don't see a whole giant reason they can't do it again. Besides, the West got better. I think Drew Holiday played above his skill level. Very possible. He's still a very good defensive player. Yeah, I, I don't think that we'll see that that same true holiday that we saw in the playoffs for the entire year this year. Oh, yeah. I think we'll see flashes of it, but I just don't think it's going to be the same thing. And with that, I just think I have them out. Sorry. So the, I did, I did, however, write an article about Carl Anthony Towns. You did, and it's very good. 48minutesnetwork.com. I like you that plug. Check it out. It's I like up. That plug a lot. Go check it out. Yeah. All right, dudes, so... Top five. We go the Lakers at five, the Jazz at four, the Thunder at three, the Rockets at two, the Warriors at one. So the Lakers obviously are the team everyone wants to talk about. Um, the highest of any of us was, you know, Sean, actually Sean Kyle and uh, myself all had them as the five. Ben had the Lakers as the four. I Ooh. did. Love it. So Ben, you, you know, we all kind of agree we like the upside of these youngsters that go alongside LeBron James. Um, I think we all have had this conversation. We are do worry about the big man, mm-hmm. um, but we do like that they brought in all these guys to kind of be the mentors for mm-hmm. these younger talents. So you feel that group's enough? Or are you kind of leaning on? You don't think come the trade deadline, this is going to be the same Lakers roster? Um, I think LeBron is enough. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I mean, I, I, a LeBron that is is being challenged and LeBron that has something to play for. And it's not going to be a championship. I think he knows his window for the championship this year is not there. 
but it's the fact that he's motivated by getting this team to where he wants them to be. Yeah. There's something about a guy that's accomplished everything that he's like, all right, I've accomplished everything I needed to on the basketball court. I'm in L.A. I've got some young studs that can play. I've got some older veterans that, you know, some people may say they're they're not as good as they should be. He gave them a really bad nickname. Mud is not a cool nickname. Mud? Misinterpreted. No, it's uh, misunderstood, unappreciated, and determined. Stop. Yeah, that's the nickname he uh, gave that bench core. Really? Yeah. Um, but also, too, I think that with LeBron... I'm really, really, really thinking that Brandon Ingram's going to have a great year. I really do. Um, I think that Brandon Ingram's going to be a flat-out stud. Um, he may win most improved uh, player this year. Um, and I think also, too, Kuzma's going to be better. Um, and I love the fact that they added Rajon Rondo. Um, so, two things that I, I want to say. One is... If you care at all about the Lakers, there's maybe the best, you know, one of the best. Uh, appreciate everyone that did a team preview, but the one with um, Harrison Fagan. Harrison Fagan is incredible. Yeah. So uh, please go check that one out. That was, that was a really awesome episode. He's deeply involved in the Lakers and has really good insight. Uh, and two, Brandon Ingram. So when we were getting ready for this, uh, for the show, I was like, Brandon Ingram, what has he really shown us that that like that he's that he's really good. You know what I mean? Right. He hasn't shown us anything. And then, just in the few preseason games since then... Uh, They're running that point? Yeah. He's he, beautiful. He has looked incredible. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was kind of coming into this like, yeah, he's supposed to be awesome. Can we kind of stop? Like, he's shooting 68% from free throws. He's not this crazy offensive weapon that shoots, you know, 30, 30% from the three-point line for his career and... Uh, all this stuff, but I'm like, damn, he actually looks really good. Right. Yeah. Right. He looks really good. So I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm in. I'm in too. So Sean, obviously, you were kind of the the, the team member of 48 minutes. That even when we swore back in the corner three days, you kind of started the Lakers bandwagon of this network. And so this is a team you're very excited about. You're very high on. You for the first time in your life are rooting for LeBron James. I'm telling you, it's like a virus. It doesn't go away. <laughs> um, I'm being honest with you, man. Um, so like. Where where is your excitement level now that we're closer and closer and we've seen four preseason games? It's kind of tapered off a little bit actually. I think I think my uh, expectations of them was it was it was too high, and I'm starting to kind of come back to earth a little bit now. I'm I'm still optimistic. This is going to be a decent team. I think LeBron and especially Rajon Rondo are going to rein these dudes in. And, I agree. And I think. Um, I think having those guys there, I think it's gonna. I think it's really going to help them become a cohesive unit. I think Ingram mm-hmm. is going to have to become the second star on this team. He's going to have to be the pip on this squad. Uh, I think Kuzma is. Uh, I think he's going to take another step this year. Um, but you know, a lot of these interesting veterans on the team. I'm, I am still a little concerned about the Michael Beasley's and the Lance Stevenson's, you know, and, and <laughs> they're energy guys. Like they are. Guys, and I think and, they need that. And I, it, from what I've seen so far, uh, you know, it looks like everything is kind of meshing right now. They have a long way to go and they could be a team that completely misses the playoffs, 
but I'm confident LeBron is going to get them to the fifth seed. So, Sean, if you could do me a, a little favor. Sure. If you could rank um, the young guys on the Lakers um, as far as potential. Potential, okay. Um, let me actually, uh, let me, hold Brandon on. Brandon Ingram, Ingram, Kuzma, Ball, and, uh, Hart. Sure, I will go ahead and I will say, I will, I will rank them, uh, I'm gonna go with Ingram first. Okay. I'm actually gonna go with Josh Hart second, this year, third. Oh, this year, okay. This year. Uh, I'm gonna say Lonzo Ball, three, and then I'm gonna say Kyle Kuzma, four, and then, of course, Svi, five. What about Mo Wagner, Sean? No, Mo's not in the rotation. He's yeah, a University of Michigan guy, but that's slander. So yeah, right. I think I think Zubak's going to get a lot of minutes. I, I'm not sure that Wagner's going to be an actual rotation guy this season, but I, I'm really high on Josh Hart, and the uh, the starting spot for the Lakers is uh, for the shooting guard spot is very much in play right now, and he's been looking pretty good. Yeah, I I agree with that, and I actually like that. Ben, where do you see them as far as careers, if you were ranking them as far as careers for the young guys? Um, if I were ranking those four Ingram, as career... Ingram, Kuzma, Ball, and Hart. Um, if I were doing careers, I would go Ingram. I, I'm, I may go Hart. Okay. Kuzma and Ball. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Um, I... I don't know. I like Lonzo. I really do. Um, I, I just there's something about a, a a point guard not being able to hit a consistent jump shot that worries me. Yeah, Ben Simmons, right? Is that who you're talking about? Well, Ben Simmons oh. is different because ben, <laughs> he's different because he's, six, he's a he's different. He's six ten. He's a yeah. He, yeah, he's a he's a guy that can play all five. You know That's what right. I mean? That's right. You know, so like. It, he doesn't need to be Josh able Hartman to. Josh Hartman did a lesser tire. He did. Yeah. Obligatory shoot a three, you coward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then we can move so. on. We said, we said shoot a three, you coward, so we can move on. There you yeah. go. All right, so that brings us to... Uh, we can touch on these teams real quick. Uh, Utah, um, Kyle and I handled that team preview, which was a decent one. Yeah, it was good. Um, I liked it a lot. I still worry they don't have anyone else to score besides Mitchell. Yeah, their second leading scorer was Rodney Hood. And he so, played half the season with them. Yeah, so that's something to really be mm-hmm. nervous about. Yeah. And, and OKC just feels like Utah with better scoring. Yeah. I know that Roberson's going to be out for a while, but Roberson, Jeremy Grant, uh, Paul George, all three of those guys are, are elite lockdown defenders. Yeah. Um, Schroeder's fine on defense. You know what I mean? So, and Steven Adams is, is good on defense. Good, right. So really the only hole that they have in their starting five is Russ, which one out of five, that's fine. That's, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, that is absolutely Especially fine. when Russ does the majority of the scoring. Yeah. Right. So I think it's going to be... And Dennis Schroeder coming off the bench is huge. Yeah. Huge. So I think that that team will be a little worse defense than Utah, but a lot better offense. So that's why I put them ahead of it, them. But I actually put them as the two. Yeah, you did, which was actually going to bring me to my next point. Um, ben, you had the Houston Rockets as the one over the Golden State Warriors. I did. Are you kind of thinking, you know, just kind of get your, your thought here. 
Are you kind of thinking the Warriors are just going to have some nights where they take the players, they take the, have their players take the night off? Yeah. Um, think you're going to throw some games in like we've seen before? They kind of get bored. Yeah. I well, yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. I think Houston's really motivated. Um, I think they're motivated to be the one more motivated than Golden State is to be the one. Um, I think Golden State, at some point, of course, they're going to rest players. At some point, Steph Curry's going to turn an ankle. Um, at some point, Durant's going to want to rest and, or have a bad back or whatever. Uh, they're still going to get their 60-plus wins, but it, it, you know, it'll be... You know, 60, 62 and 20, you know, 61 and 20, you know, something like that. They'll still get their 60 wins. Uh, but I think Houston will just be more motivated to to be a one seed. Okay. Um, anyone want to kind of comment on that before we go into the predictions? No, I think I'm nervous about Houston a little bit. I am too. I have missed a three. Um, I don't, but I was nervous about it last year. I was nervous about it last year going into the playoffs after they, like, clearly... Like dominated an NBA season. Yeah, yeah. They, they dominated an eighty-two game season, and I was like, eh. so, right? <laughs> yeah. And then they took, and then they took the Warriors to a game seven, and then I'm like, eh. right. so. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm nervous on them. Like, why? Eh, I don't know. So well, I mean, I you think about it. I you, mean, do hard... you trust a team that has to depend on James Ennis to play minutes? For Dude, them? James Ennis is not that great. I'm a Detroit fan. We had James Ennis. Guess what? No one cared about James no. Ennis, and he could not play meaningful <laughs> minutes or many minutes at all for Detroit. If he couldn't play meaningful minutes or any minutes for a bad team, why would he play meaningful minutes and play well for a good team? Does Carmelo have an impact? No. Yes. Well, yes, but I don't know if he'd be a good one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel more confident about Carmelo than I do about the team in general. There, there's your hot take. There you go. There okay. you go. Crop that. There you go. Put that in there. <laughs> Crap that. Throw it right. on Twitter. So, <laughs> let's go through the rounds real quick. Golden Saber, San Antonio. Gee, Sean, I'll have you start because I'm sure you're going to have a hot take here, right? Well, yeah, San Antonio. No. Um, <laughs> Golden State in, um, oh, hell, I'll give them a game. Golden State in five. I got Dubs in four. Okay. Yeah, I got Warriors in four. Yeah, Warriors in four. Cool. Okay. So, that brings us to Houston and Denver. Now, I like this series, but I still think the Rocks will win in five. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go Rockets in five. Rockets in five. Rockets in five. All right. Clean sweep. OKC and Portland. Ooh. Give me OKC all day on that one. Same. Same. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think Portland gets swept the second year in a row. Yeah, I'll yeah. go OKC in four. I say OKC in four. Uh, I think Portland's going to swing a trade or something and get somebody this year. So I'm going to go with uh, OKC in five. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get for trading Pat. For getting rid of Pat. Yeah. yeah. And getting, getting Steph Curry. <laughs> yeah. Do you think like when they get the brochure and they see S. Curry, that someone who doesn't know is like, what? And then they go, oh. So, though, Utah and the Lakers. I guess, I mean, fuck it, I'll do it. Lakers and seven. So, when we were prepping for this, Tim said, Lakers aren't losing until the Western Conference. <laughs> then I realized, <laughs> they play the next round, how we have it. And I was yeah. like, oh, never mind. <laughs> uh, 
What'd you say? Lakers in seven. Ben, go. I don't even know yet. So, Ben, you're uh, I'll say... Lakers in six. I'm going to go with Lakers in six as well. I'll go Lakers in seven. I'm, I'm, Lakers in seven. I'll do it. Alright, so that brings us to Warriors-Lakers. Do we think the Lakers can pull a game in this at all? No. I don't either. No. The Cavs, the Cavs couldn't do it last year. No, time, they were a better team. Yeah. Yeah, Warriors in four. Benny? Uh, just because LeBron's there, Warriors in five. You think he could get one? I think he'll get at least one. Well, I, he, probably, he should have had one in the finals. Yeah, if JR turns the wrong Yeah, and it. now his team is full full of JR Smiths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a great, Kyle what a is not great wrong. point. Kyle is you not were wrong. exactly yeah. right. GLK just won the episode. You did. That was it. Yep. Yeah, he's, team. he's got a team of JR Swishes. Dub, yeah, dubs and exactly. four. Alright, so Houston, OKC. Ooh. This is going to be a good one. It is. It's going to be a good one. I don't trust Chris Paul. Give me OKC in this. Uh. Give me OKC in seven. Ooh wee! I just don't trust Chris Paul. Ooh wee! Uh, I'll deal with Chris Paul Twitter. I, I just don't trust him. So I do trust Chris Paul. I do trust James Harden, but I do trust that Carmelo Anthony will shoot them out of a game or two. No way, dude! Yes, he is. He's already he's already apologizing for shooting long twos. He's he's too self aware, I think, to to, he is. to really make a negative impact. A O B. You, th- you, th- you think he's going to be okay standing in the corner going like this? <laughs> yes, because you, did you think that he would apologize for shooting the long two and making it? Uh, they may freeze him out like they did Jordan in the All-Star game in 88. I, I still think that he's self-aware enough to know his role right now. Yeah. But anyway, I'm going to trust Paul George and Russell Westbrook and Andre, and Andre Roberson and Steven Adams and crew. How many games? Seven. Okay, seeing seven. Okay, seeing seven. Okay. Oh. Uh, <sighs> Should I, I get the coin again? No, it's going to be okay, see. But I, I, I think it'll be six. Shani? I'm going to say uh, I don't trust Dennis Schroeder at all. <laughs> but I'll give uh, I'll give okay, seeing six. All right, so we all unanimous have OKC playing Golden State for the Western Conference Finals. Correct. How does it play out? Because I think this is a team besides Boston that matches up the best with them. I do. I don't think they're as good as them by any means. But, but if you like a perimeter defense. Yeah, defensively they're so good. I mean, Paul George is a guy that's shown he can decently guard KD. No one can stop KD. But Paul George is a guy that's shown he can be against him and kind of like give him... There's no way of giving KD fits. Like, that's not the word I'm looking for, but he can he can be effective. But you can make it a you can make it a tough. He can be a factor. You yeah. can make it a tough thirty point game, or you can make it an easy thirty point game. Yeah, and then you know at this point we're expecting the goal is going to boogie back. What is boogie going to be when he's back? Because this is the series we're going to need to get the most of him before Boston. If he's um, if, if go ahead, go ahead, Sean. I'm going to say if he is half as good as regular boogie, he's still better than Javale McGee. True. So, true. so yeah. JaVale's a better defender. Yeah, I know, but Golden State's a scoring team. I know. They're good but defending, they though. Good they, defense, they, do. Yeah. they do. They do. They do. That's true. All right, fuck it. Golden State in six. I actually have the same thing. Go ahead, Sean. Dubs in five. 
Hot take. OKC six. What's your what's your reasoning? Here's my thing. If they're if they're relying on on Boogie, I don't think Boogie is going to be the same Boogie we saw when he left New Orleans. I just don't think it is. And I do agree with you. I agree that Boogie is not the defender JaVel McGee was. He's not. Um, I think that the perimeter defense of OKC, um, and I think that they can match them somewhat in scoring um, with Russ, with George, defensive Roberson, scoring and defensive Adams, um, I think OKC can give them fits. So that would that would be my reasoning. I don't disagree with what you're saying. I just still don't think even with that stuff it's enough. Yeah. Um, you know, I think what's so good about Golden State, and this is to exactly go to Kyle's point where I'm fighting my own point, right. is we complain that after player eight for Golden State, they're not very good. But their rotation probably going to the playoffs is going to be that five, mm-hmm. that crazy five. And you're looking at Sean Livingston, Andre Godal, and Jordan Bell. And that's really hard to beat. That's bulletproof right there. That's, 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 that's just cl- bulletproof I mean, The Celtics are the closest to that. Yeah. And I think that's what makes the Celtics series so interesting. And Golden State has shown that you need eight. And you really don't You need might need nine. Cleveland beat with nine. I'm saying, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. Cleveland, I mean, obviously Cleveland got some help. They got some luck on their hands. But, like, you know, people laugh about it, but Richard Jefferson was such a big factor in that series. Channing Frye came in and made shots for them. Amon Shumper came in and played defense for them. Like, yeah. I think you can get... I and also LeBron James was there. I think you can do it with eight, though. Yeah. I think it's enough. So, guys, that brings us to exactly what we thought it would be. The thing that Kyle Brandon has been saying, if you've been listening to our shows all summer, that we might as well just go ahead and go to game six of this because we're going to get there. So this is the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors for the NBA championship. This is what we all think it was going to be, how we expect this all to turn out. Um, you know, I don't really think there's much more to say about matchups. We know how they match up. We know how they play. We know they're both similar as far as how deep they are, even when they shorten their bench. They have two excellent coaches. Um, I think Boston's a slightly better defensive team, but we obviously know Golden State's a much better offensive team. Um, Sean, we'll start with you, man. Um, what do you think of this series? Does this series even does this series excite you? How do you feel it'll turn out? All right, I'll, you know what, I'm gonna start. Um, I'm gonna take Gold State, and I'm gonna take them in. I'll do it. I'll do Golden State in seven, and I'll do that respectfully. I think that it's somewhere around six and a half. I don't know if it goes to seven. I think it's six or seven, but I'll, I'll say seven. Uh, I need to see Golden State show that they're not the best team in the world by far before I start predicting that they're not the best team in the world by far. Right. And that's kind of where I'm at. Is I know that Boston is a, a full crew, but I, I just haven't seen Golden State be bad yet, and they just added another All Star. And it's to me, I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna guess or bet or whatever you want to say against that. I don't think that Boston needs their entire bench. Give me Golden State. Good take. Okay. Um, I just feel like this young Boston team 
is right there. Um, and it's no disrespect to Golden State because Golden State is is phenomenal. Um, I just think Boston has enough pieces. I think Boston in seven. Well, it looks like Sean shut up for a second, so when he gets back in, we'll make sure to get his pick. Um, I've been saying all summer that I thought the Celtics won the title this year. So if I say they don't now, then obviously... Put it on wax, Tim. Put it on wax. Um, So, I am going to stick with my plan. I'm going to stick with what I've been saying. Um, And it looks like Sean's not coming back. So, alright, that sucks, but oh well. Um... I'm going to stick with it because of the same reasons I've been saying that, you know, I don't disagree with any of Kyle's points. And really, I'm just going on a hunch here. I have nothing that I can legitimately say to you that says, well, this is why. Besides, I like everything they have. I like their switchability. I like that they can shoot. I like how they can score. I like that they can play one through five and you kind of have a matchup problem everywhere. And Golden State is extremely similar. Um, I trust Brad Stevens in after timeouts. Mm -hmm. I think that's where he is at his best. And I don't know if that's enough to necessarily win in this series, but I think that's going to be a huge factor in this mm-hmm. series. Um, I really like, you know, okay, Jason Tatum's having a bad night. Jalen Brown's right there to pick up the slack and really try to make something happen for them. I don't know who's going to guard Kevin Durant. I have nothing where I can say you to you, this is why Jason Tatum can guard Kevin Durant. Right. Positionally, where does Boston have the advantage? In, this, what, in what position? One through five. One through five? Um, probably six through nine. Probably the head coach. So no one, you don't think any of, so like, point guard, who's a better point guard? I mean, yes, I get it. Like, if we go down, I think the Golden State is better, like, their entire starting five is going to be better. Again, I told you, I'm literally (laughs) going on a hunch here. I get it. I just think that, like, like Golden State's average age is 26, the Celtics' average age is 25. Right. I, I don't know. I don't buy into, like, the depth being enough when you don't need the depth, and when the depth has shown to be a Finals MVP already. All right. And But we've seen a guy on the other end that's made that shot before. You know what yeah. I mean? We've seen... With LeBron. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I totally agree with that. But I think when you look at what you know, we talk about, this team should have did it last year. This team should have been the Finals last year. I think this team would have given, the, would have given them a better series than the Cavs did last year. Um, I agree. Yeah. You know. I agree, and I think it'll be a really good series. Yeah. I just think that Golden State has a better... You think come crunch time, guard. when it comes down to it, when you need to have, like, have more guys, and that's fine. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, like, I know that I'm just being a fan here that has no sure. legitimate thing that can say to you, like, this is why I think Boston will right. win. I just think Brad Stevens and those guys are clicking and getting everything together, all those pieces at the right time. Like I mentioned earlier, um, you know, this is a team that, and Golden State's kind of the same way, too. This is a team that maybe only has one chance to do this. All right. These Golden State guys, we're all kind of thinking about like, Clay's going to leave, Kevin Durant's going to leave, Draymond wants a max. Sure, but there's still a very good chance that these guys can come together and still do this again. All right. Um, I think Boston's really going to put that chip on their shoulder. And plus, the Garden. When the Celtics have you know two, maybe three home games in this series, how big of a factor is the Garden going to be? Absolutely. And Oracle's amazing. Oracle is so loud. Oracle's crazy. I know the Garden's not necessarily going to win them series, but I feel like they feed so well off that crowd yeah. and just make shit happen. Yeah. I so, agree. yes, everything I'm saying you can use as an organ for the Warriors, and I totally get that. <laughs> I just feel like it's time that someone dethrones them, and I think winning four and five is just really hard. Yeah. Okay. I would agree with that. I, th- I think that uh, 
I just like I like Boston I just like Boston's feel um, I'm not saying that it's hard to beat a team who has arguably the best player in the world on it I mean Kevin Durant Steph Curry uh, no Kevin Durant <laughs> Kevin Durant I mean he is the second best player in the world no no doubt about it no you know I don't care what anybody on stupid Twitter says. Um, it's hard to beat a guy that's unstoppable. Um, but I do like the fact that um, if Gordon Hayward gets to play himself into Gordon Hayward shape, um, if you know Tatum and Brown step up like they have been, and you get a healthy Kyrie who's been in that spot. Um, where there's no fear of Steph Curry or there's no fear of those guys. Um, I think that's a lot of times when you're playing a team like Golden State, the mental aspect of it is just as much as the physical. And people were like, you know, in Cleveland you could see that. Cleveland had a chance to win that game one, but after they didn't, that was it. That was a wrap. They knew yeah. they they knew they had no shot of beating them they after that. They had like stretches, like remember Correct. Game three, right? right? When they just came out hot. Yeah. Like, LeBron had the but they, to himself. Yeah, but knew. they knew. You knew. Yep, you knew what was going to happen. And like, if you listen to LeBron in the press conferences, like he knew. Yep. Yep. So uh, I don't think there's any reason why. I don't think there's any reason why we feel this way. I just. I don't know. Maybe I just want Boston to win. I don't know. I yeah, think, I'm, but, I'm probably there. But, I think yeah. I think there's definitely a part of me that just doesn't want to. But it would. Should, of course, it would not shock me if Golden State swept them in four. It really no, would. No, I mean, because no, Golden no. State could be that good. So Golden State's entire starting five has made All NBA in the last two years, in, either in 2016 or 2000. That's ridiculous. 17. No one on the Celtics made All NBA in the last two years. Look, we know you won your argument. You I'm just like I, I just, I, I just <laughs> it's just not enough for right. me to swing. Uh, and I, I completely understand that. Let's say it happens. Let's say Boston wins. Are you yes. shocked? Are you like jaw dropped? No, but we're predict. I mean, we're making. Predict- I know. Yeah. I know. I'm just asking. Yeah, I don't think the Warriors are going to lose. I don't see them losing four out of seven. Yeah, I mean that's fair. That's fair. I don't think that Boston was winning games by a lot, even when they had Kyrie. And when they were only down Gordon, like they were winning, but they were winning like really close games. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I could see. Like, it. if I got to choose between like Clay Thompson or Jalen Brown, well, yeah, I get that. Right. You know, like, and again, just going like through each position. You right. Know what I mean, absolutely. Um, yeah, but here's the one beauty. As much as I enjoy seeing the Cavs go to the finals again, and as much as I would have liked to be sitting here talking to you guys about them winning a title again. Um, I'm excited we see Kyrie versus Steph in the finals if this plays out because yeah. that was the most underrated part of those three championships. Yeah, was like especially the one that Cleveland won, just how good those two were going back and forth. Even in the one when Golden State won the first year with Kevin Durant, yeah, Cleveland was the number one offense, the second offensive team in the league besides Golden State, and you saw it so much in that series. Like there's one, there's Game Three. That was the one, of course, when they come back and Durant, LeBron passes the corner in the corner and he missed the shot. There's a play in that game I remember. Where there's a fast break, and there's four guys with Golden State running with Kyrie, and he still puts the layup again. Yeah, we see the most of him in those situations. Even yep. if his team isn't have those other back against the wall, he definitely pulls out all of his tricks. Absolutely, and that's gonna be awesome. I'm Absolutely. looking forward to that for sure. It's gonna be good. I yeah, it's gonna be it'll be a fun the best series. Best finalist in the lineup, you know, since since the the Cavs won. So. Yeah, agree. Yeah. 
right, dude. So we're going to take another break, but when we come back, we're going to go ahead and knock out the award predictions. So we'll be right there. And I think you, this, with this mic specifically, you have to be like in the cut. Shooting at the walls of heartache, baby. I am the warrior. All right, so that was Tim on the ones and twos. Impressive. And Impressive. Ben, how do you sound? Shot to the heart. You're to blame, darling. You give love. Oh, that's good. That's good. Did you record that? Yeah. All right. That'll be one of our intros. Yes. No, that, that'll be one of the. And we're gonna take a break for a second. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> but first, that would be such a good reward for anyone that <laughs> listens to the whole. Month. And we're back, and I hope you enjoyed uh, my fine rendition of The Warrior and Ben's fine rendition of Bon Jovi's classic, You Give Love a Bad Name. <laughs> we don't have the rights for those songs. We do not have the rights No, for but songs. we kept both those snippets under 30 seconds. By the way, Ben, did you sing in church or something? Did you just, because you never told me this. We've been friends for a long time. I don't know, man. I, I had a little show choir background in high school. So. Oh. A little karaoke yeah, legend. A little, okay. Yeah, did a little bit of, little yeah. bit of sing and dance. It's like know, that, huh? Little some show tunes, you know. Yeah. All right, so he does a really good like late night R and B, like Barry White, like <laughs> like Isaac Hayes. <laughs> so now the conversation gets to after doing the uh, predictions for how the playoffs are going to end up. It's awards time, guys. So now we're going to go through and pick out the individual awards. Now this is just three of us. Now Sean has to go be an adult tomorrow, so he is not here. And then also. Want to make sure I let you know, so Friday will be the day of the Lakers' first game. You're going to get a cool podcast I do with my buddy Ryan Luster called um, The LeBron Fan and the Kobe Stan Ooh. that we'd recorded. It's a one-timer. We had a lot of fun with it. Funny story behind it, we had to do it twice. I accidentally deleted it, so I said, we got to record it? this again. About 45 minutes. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know what's so funny is Kobe comes up like for five minutes. We barely talked about them. We yeah. just kind of talked about like the Lakers for getting ready for the season because that's, that's all anyone's that's done. Because you weren't True. on Twitter. Yeah, and that's why Kobe Bryant didn't get brought up. More right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, hell, in our Lakers team preview, like with like, there's one point there. I'm like talking to Harrison. I go, "We're 30 minutes in. Is this the longest you've gone doing a podcast with like Kobe Bryant coming up?" And he goes, "One of them." Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we're gonna start with Coach of the Year, and uh, the. Top five went five through one. Went Popovich, Billy Donovan. Um, I'm having a brain fart. Brown, Brett Brown from Brett Philly. Brown. God damn, Tim. Uh, Luke Walton from LA and Brad Stevens from Boston. I don't care about Coach of the Year. Obviously, last year's Coach of the Year is now the coach of the Pistons, Ooh, and it was the coach of the Raptors last year. Sure is. So obviously, the NBA doesn't either. No, they don't. Put some respect on that name. Put some respect <laughs> on his name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, when, you know, there was no part of you before, like, you got signed to the Pistons where you went, that's fucked. Yeah, but that all went out the window when he started <laughs> wearing the Detroit red and blue, baby. Detroit basketball. Exactly. So, any objections there? I mean, I don't really care about this award, but we got to talk it. So, Brad Stevens, I just want to put it on wax that Brad Stevens was the unanimous number one vote for everyone in the network all four of us yeah uh we all thought brad stevens was the winner here uh i put donovan as two just because i have really high expectations for okc um i think that if he doesn't do well he could be on the hot seat though yeah yeah i think you're right 
I think Luke Walton is. They're just going to win a bunch of games, a lot more. Mm-hmm. The last five years, they've lost more games than, than any anybody. other team. Yeah. And so to be, you know, we predict him as a five seed. You know what I mean? To go from the worst team in the last five years to a five seed, I think you have to be mentioned with Coach of the Year. Well, then, you have to share that award with LeBron. Oh, of course. Yeah. And then, like, like Co. And like, they hold the award together. When yeah. like when Magic Johnson wins Executive of the Year, it's also going to be handed to LeBron. Yeah. And then you have Popovich. I mean, that's kind of respect to Popovich. I mean, the, the guy's always going to have a team where it's going to be... Um, they're always going to be competitive. They're always going to compete. They're always going to be disciplined. They're always going to play good defense. And Popovich is just a great coach in general. So you ha- you cannot have a Coach of the Year award without Popovich. And I Popovich think he already has a leg up considering he told a disgruntled Kawhi Leonard into a pretty damn good NBA player in DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, absolutely. And they win 50 games every year. Yep. Yeah. It, it seems like... It's what he does. It seems like in the NFL, like, Bill Belichick might not win Coach of the Year every year, but, like... He's in the conversation. We know. Right? Yeah, like, we like, know. We kind of just all look at each other, like, mutually, like, we know. Right. We know what's yeah. really going on. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. So... so yeah, I think we all kind of across the board there. Brad Stevens, I think after timeouts, are like, again, that's a huge factor because he's the best at it. Mm-hmm. And I, I really love after timeout plays, as you can tell by this podcast we've done. Um, most improved was fun because we all have very interesting groups as far as like very few similar names on all of our lists. This was, I think this was my favorite one out of all the categories. Yeah. Was most improved player. So. We're going to go through like a few of our names on here, but we're going to kind of give the list first. Um, five was Lonzo. Um, I know a few of us really kind of take him, like especially Kyle had Lonzo as number one on his list. That's right. Um, to kind of take the next step. Four was Miles Turner. Um, he's kind of on this list every year. Um, after our it conversation, kinda, yeah. after our conversation with Jeremiah Johnson, Ben, I just kind of really buying Miles Turner stock. He's really sold me on him. Um, three, Ben and I both had Malik Monk. And I had him number two. And you had, yeah. And then um, two Markel Fultz and one D'Angelo Russell. So the names are all over the place here. Um, I put Jamal Murray to win mine, and he doesn't even make our five. And, you know, that's that's kind of what the kind of story here. Ben had Brandon Ingram as his. And, again, Brandon Ingram's not in our top five. Like, it's a very interesting group of people, and it kind of makes it um, – it makes it for a fun conversation. It yeah. does. It does. Uh, I don't. Where do you want to start here? Um, let's start with our list. Our I list. mean, okay. it's not necessarily one to disagree with. I think it's interesting that it's four guards in the center. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the collective list. So D'Angelo Russell winning. Why is D'Angelo Russell going to win? For me, it's kind of kind of be we expect him to be healthy this year, and when he's healthy, we know he's Brooklyn's best player. And he's going to be the lead ball handler. He's going to be the lead the guy with the most shots. I mean, we see what Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie looked really good, and you know, I think that with no disrespect to Spencer Dinwiddie, I think he's not the same caliber uh, talent as D'Angelo Russell. But he looked good, mm-hmm. you know, in Russell's time away last year. Um, yeah, I, I think that I didn't have Russell on my list, but I'm really high on Russell. Yeah. So I don't I don't disagree with it. And honestly, say what you will about the Nets, Kenny Atkinson's not a bad coach. He's just never had a good team. And I, I think he really knows how to really get a lot of his point guards. You just mentioned Spencer Deadwitty, who the Chicago Bulls thought would be a good idea to let go for Cameron Payne <laughs> and Jaron Grant. Uh, yeah. Bulls woes. Yeah. So um Sean had an interesting list. He had 
<laughs> I wish Sean was here for his list. I know. He they, had... I wanted to roast him. He had a those. guy that's won... Two guys that won Rookie of the Year, one guy that's been in the All-Star game. So... <laughs> <laughs> and one, the guy who was second in Rookie of the Year voting last year. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then Mark Huffoltz. I don't. I just don't think he has enough room to grow. When I was looking at Rookie of the Year's the last five years... On average, they increased their scoring 175%. They were going from about 12 points a game to around 21 points a game. So you have to look at someone that has a lot of potential to grow. I just think that a lot of people on his list were... He wasn't wrong where I think they might take the next step. I just think they're a lot closer to their ceiling yeah. already. Yep. Uh, so that's why I like a guy... You know, Like I said, it went from 12 to 21. When you look at like Lonzo, he was at 10 points last year. Mm-hmm. Do I think that Lonzo can get to 17 points this year? Yeah, right, 17 absolutely. or 18, you know what I mean? I think that's a legit thing. And honestly, if he improves his assists and rebounds any, he's going to be a triple-double guy. Absolutely. He's going to be, you know what I mean? Like he's For already, sure. He's already at 7, 7, and 10. Or points, he goes 10 points, 7 boards, and 7 assists. I mean, yeah. that's Draymond Green numbers, right? Yeah, they are. That's all NBA Draymond Green numbers yep. is what that looks like. So... He's not as good as Draymond Green. No, no, no. No, one, right, no right, one's right. taking that. Right, yeah. yeah. Is but, that sad that we're in that world now where, like, when we have a take like that, we have to, like, verify that yeah. we don't feel that they're that player? Right. Right. But I do think that that's why I had him so high on my list. Sure. I think he's the perfect candidate to improve, you know what I mean, that mm-hmm. 170, I keep saying 175%, but you know what I mean? I, I think that he's going to hit that threshold of improvement. Plus. And he's going to be on. The Lakers with LeBron, and they're gonna they're gonna be a winning team. Yep. Always in the spotlight. I mean, was there a more talked about player last year than or family than the Ball family? You right. know what I mean? Right, they're the freaking Kardashians of sports. <laughs> yeah. So Ben, to that same point, had Brandon Ingram. I did. And this is another one where there's not a bad case. I no. mean, everything we said where we talked about earlier in the in the cast, I think, really stands there. So. I went with Jamal Murray strictly because I think Mike Malone's going to trust him a lot this year as they kind of get these players to get better and they grow more. And I just like his game. I think his game's good, and yeah. I think um, I think he's really going to make some noise this year. Yeah, that guy can shoot the lights out for sure. Yeah, I like Jamal Murray a lot. Defensive player of the year. My, oh, my, go ahead. My only thing with Jamal Murray, he had 17 points a game last year. True. So that's where, you know I mean, this is where I'm back at, like, he, yeah. he might be that guy that takes the next step that kind of goes to that like just right below like Donovan Mitchell, Victor Oladipo kind of mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. area. Um but I don't know if it'll be enough for most improved player. That's fair. I, I definitely understand why it's on the list. Yeah. So defensive player of the year, um number five, Kyle's boy, Andre Drummond, Joel Embiid, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, Rudy Gobert. Now I had Kevin Durant winning this. Um, I think the fact that since he's gone gone to Golden State, he's become a rim protector has made all the difference. We knew how good he was as a perimeter defender. We knew how good he was as a post defender. We just kind of need to see if he could be a uh, you know that next person, and we've seen that from him. And I think at some point it's just going to be too hard to deny it. Right. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that um, I think Durant has really shown why he is the second best player in the world. And it's not just offensively. Um, he can play perimeter defense. He can protect the goal. Um, and he can do everything that you ask him to do um, defensive-wise. I think he's kind of underrated yeah. in, that, in that effect. Yeah, people don't talk about where it. People don't talk about it or they don't see it. Um, but I definitely think that he can, he can 
uh, be on that list for sure. So last last season, uh, lowest field goal percentage allowed when contesting a shot. Anthony Davis was number one in the league with thirty six point six percent field goal percentage. Kevin Durant was number two. Really? With thirty seven point four. So you're just making my point. I appreciate it. I am, and yeah. that's uh, from Second Spectrum. So thank you, Second Spectrum. <laughs> so then you had Kawhi winning this. I did. Um, I think we all believe from what we've seen so far in preseason, he's going to have a good bounce back from his yeah. injury. Um, I think that um, he's got a point to prove. Mm-hmm. Um, before the injury, I mean, of course, he was always on the all defensive on the all defensive teams. Um, he was also. A guy that gave you points, gave you perimeter defense um, before the injury. Um, I think that he wants to be back at that mark. He's uh, in a contract year. And I think that in the East, the teams that are going to be playing aren't going to be as challenging as they were in the West, which gives him a distinct advantage. Well, yeah, I I totally agree with that. So, obviously, Kyle, I'm going to give you a chance to defend Andre Drummond here. All right, here you go. Uh, I came with my receipts, okay? For Andre Drummond. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, so basketball reference. It's a good site. It's a great good site. site. It's a good site, and I... I use it religiously. Okay, perfect. So, you're not going to question my validity when I give you basketball reference? Chances are I've looked up the same things you have. Perfect. Basketball reference. Do you know how they view Andre Drummond? Elite defender? They view him as the best defender in the league, and it's not even close. I'm, I'm being so serious. A basketball reference. Let me let me give you this, okay? We already know Andre Drummond led the league in both offensive and defensive rebounds. Yeah. Per basketballreference.com, okay? Number one in defensive win shares, Andre Drummond. Okay. Number one in defensive rating. Higher than Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert was number two. He's number one in defensive box plus minus. Higher than Rudy Gobert again, number two. He's top five in blocks. Top ten in value over replacement. Top 20 player efficiency rating. Top 20 in field goal percentage. But when we look at these defensive numbers, win shares, defensive rating, defensive box plus minus, defensive rebounds, he's number one in the league. And it's not close. Per, per basketball reference, and this is this is basketball reference, and this you know they do have an algorithm for their um, defensive rating that is a little bit different than other websites, uh, but I do use basketballreference.com a lot. And I think that when we look at... When we look at Defensive Player of the Year, I mean, like, what are the sexiest stats? Steals, blocks, blocks right. you know, stuff like that. Like, yeah, like, are we like, is defensive rebounds as big of a thing? Right. Where, like, if we really weigh defensive rebounds, maybe as much as the other ones, I think people might look at Drummond like that. Absolutely. And I also think that Drummond is a guy that gave maybe eighty percent defensively throughout the year. Uh, now that he has Dwayne Casey, yeah, if he gives one hundred percent. What's up? Oh, right. that's What's definitely up? a ceiling for him. It's not. It's not indescribable. And it's not. also, I, if you guys know this about me, I'm a Pistons fan. What? <laughs> I'm Get a Pistons fan, here. baby. Well, here's my thing. You know, and, and I, I, am I, I have Rudy Gobert number two, but you know, I put Rudy Gobert yeah. above my boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think too, honestly, and I'm a and and I like Drummond. I really do. Um, I think sometimes though, and I, I know this is about the Draymond. When he won Defensive Player of the Year a couple years back, I think sometimes those guys, when they find somebody or they find someone that toots their horn, the media always finds a way to be like, oh, well, yeah, Draymond Green's a great defender. I'm like, not saying that he's not. I'm not saying that he's not. 
But if you look at him versus Gobert or Drummond, it's not close. Like, there's no reason why he should be in the mention of those guys. Um, and I think that may be part of the factor. I think people toot the horn of Gobert more and don't look at pure stats of what Drummond is doing. I think it hurts Drummond that they haven't been a strong team. Um, but if you look at what he's done, I mean, he's a 15-16 and 16 guy. By far the best, by basketball reference, by far the best defender in the league. Nobody looks at that. And I don't know if it's it's... He's not a media guy. He's not a guy that, you know, he's out there putting his own stats out and stuff like that. I think a lot of that has to do with that. He's I think 24 it's... in the Eastern Conference on a non-playoff team. Right. There you go, right? Yeah. He had braces a year ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not the sexy, he's not a sexy pick, though. But I'm saying, he, yeah, but, yeah. he, went, to, he went to Connecticut. Yep. He, he was on Team LeBron. Right. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, he, that's I think that plays a part of it. And it goes back to Tim's vote with Durant. Durant doesn't have this reputation, like you're saying, the uh-huh. reputation. Durant doesn't have a reputation of uh, being a good being solid a defender. defender. Yep. Look at the guy. Yeah. He locks down. Locks so, it up. So, um, I also said that. I will also give you a shout out. I uh, put Oladipo on my list. Oh, there you go. He my did. man. Love you, buddy. Thank you, brother. I what bull did you put on the list? Um, let's see. Bull. So, now for the, the next topic. Okay. Is- <laughs> <laughs> Allen did the top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. If so, we went top ten, Bulls would have made it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, Chris Dunn. Uh, obviously. Wait. Okay, top 20. If yes. we did the top 20, <laughs> D was there. Uh, okay, top 50. <laughs> top 75? Top 75? Okay, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> oh, God, they suck. I will say I had Durant, who was on, who was top of your list. I had Durant on my list, and I also had Kawhi on my list. So yeah. I definitely, uh, definitely like both you guys. Picks. It's amazing that people don't. Don't think of Durant as a good defender. Sean had LeBron at four. Now I love LeBron James, but he kind of quit playing man-to-man defense a long time ago. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, huh? LeBron. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Deep sigh. (laughs) So let's go to six man of the year before we get to that discussion. All right. So the averages went out like this: number five, Tyreek Evans. Number four, Eric Gordon. Number three, Fred Van Vliet. Number two, Lou Will. Number one, Dennis Schroeder. I think that I did. I had Marcus Smart on my list instead of Dennis Schroeder. Um, you did, yeah. So I said Will Barton winning. Yeah, Will Barton winning. So I thought the most before we get into the actual list. I thought the most interesting thing was that we all had a Boston Celtics backcourt player, but. A different one. A different one, right? We had uh, two votes for Rozier. I had Rozier on there. And we had two votes for Marcus Smart, which uh, which goes to show, I mean, right. that this defense, I mean, that's the sixth and seventh man of the year it's, uh, is, or at least a, a contender for it. So yeah. that's just a testament to that, that roster and Danny Ainge. Yeah, and think with sixth man of the year, if you look at it in the past, it's been all offensive guys. Yeah. So I think that's why you know Marcus Smart has a tendency to be a microwave, but it's not often. So I think, right. but I like I think his defense is on my list for there, even though that's probably why I'm off. But these five guys we have, as far as our like consensus average, we've talked already about how good Tyreek Evans and Victor Oladipo are going to be together, and I think that's going to be fun. Um, Schroeder's going to play div- dividends for OKC too. I mean, oh for sure, that guy. Um, that's what I'm getting to, Ben. Oh, sorry. But yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna pay dividends. Yeah, um, Eric Gordon's won it before. 
And yeah. that's a, you know, obviously he's going to have some chances to still score a lot of baskets for that team. Yeah. Fred Van Vliet, I like him as that backup, and I think mm-hmm. he's going to have a bigger role now that the Rosen's gone. Um, Lou Will, obviously he's the reigning one. Obviously. And then... I actually left Lou Will off my list. You did? Um, and I threw on a guy that I don't think is getting a bunch of talk. I threw on Dante Axum. Excellent. Yeah, that's like so. my Will Barton. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, Axum, man, that's sneaky. This is the year, guys. That's, that's sneaky. Dude, I'm telling you, this guy is... Like sneaky good yeah, at defense. That's he, what I'm saying. he is yeah, like sneaky. He is that dude on defense. So I would say the only reason I didn't have Dennis Schroeder on my list is because I didn't think of him. That's fair. Yeah. yeah not absolutely. thinking of Dennis Schroeder is not a punishment. Yeah, it's not right. I was gonna say yeah. it's not a crime. We're not gonna hold it against him. <laughs> <laughs> but I totally see the reasons why he could win it. Um, and you know, I think the funniest thing when people try to prove this point that none of us did because we're smart basketball fans is People that are being like, well, you know, when he's on the fourth rust, I'm like, that's the opposite of why he's right, going to win. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. They've never had a guy that can run that offense. I mean, Victor Oladipo barely touched the ball with Russell Westbrook. Yeah. yeah. They've just never had a guy that can run the offense while uh, Russ is off the court. Off the court, yeah. So this is going to be the first time that it, the team doesn't just totally plummet when yeah. he's off the court. So, um, that's crazy to think about, isn't it? It is. Like, they've never had a guy that... like. Like, Russ has had to play so many minutes for so long. They've never had a guy to come in and be like, okay, if we set Russell Westbrook beginning of the second quarter until six minutes, we're not going to go down by 12. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll be okay. Yeah, like last year, they depended on Raymond Felton to play that role. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like... <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. like... It's no Sh- Schroeder is, like... He's like low, low, low tier starting point guard. Yeah, but like really high tier backup point Absolutely. guard. Absolutely. Like if you're building an all bench team, he's definitely on your list. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is another fun one. Was rookie of the year. Um, we all had a pretty similar, but we all kind of had names. The other person didn't. Um, so their averages turned out to be Marvin Bagley at five, Jaron Jackson Jr. at four, Kevin Knox at three, DeAndre Ayton at two, Luka Doncic at one. Now, this is what I want to point out. Ben, you had Colin Sexton winning it. I did. That's not a bad scenario. Yeah. I, I think he has a chance to win it. Um, but what was it about It was that made you say, like, that's my guy? Um, I didn't see Luca in the preseason. <laughs> <laughs> we made this list before Luca played any preseason Before Luca played a preseason minute. Um, no. ben, ben literally hit us up and was like, can I change my can list? I change my, <laughs> can, hey, I change can I change my list? Can I change my list? Um, I think it would have been too hard for Kyle to redo it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, honestly, though, I mean, I think Sexton um, is going to get quality minutes in Cleveland. Um, we know that Ty Lue is not traditionally play rookie guys, but um, I think that this team is in a spot where Sexton's going to be able to help them immensely. Mm-hmm. Um I think he's going to play quality minutes. I think he's going to play minutes down the stretch where you'll be like, "Wow, he's on the floor and he's actually running that team, you know, pretty well as a, as a rookie." Um, you could tell in the summer league, like he's got. I mean, he he was coached by you know Avery Johnson, who played in the league. I mean, he knows you know what the feel is there. So, um, I like him. I like Sexton, but like I said, if you watch Luca at all. During that this you know. preseason, 
it's hard to and go against Aiden that guy. Too. Aiden has been Aiden awesome. Been, yeah. Aiden looks so yeah. much better than I thought he was going to yeah. look already. Like, yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Freaking good. He yeah. looks like a grown man. He does. Yeah. And eight, I mean, and the thing about Aiden is, is that, like, I think he accepts the challenge of yeah. being an NBA center. I think he respects that. And he plays like that. Like, I, I'm really looking forward to him and Embiid. You know, battling down in the post. I'm really looking forward to those kind of like, you know. Yeah, I but agree. I think that Aiton's going to be okay. I'm so excited for this rookie class. Yes, I am too. So a couple of the names that kind of came across. Um, I put Mo Bamba on my list. I was actually the only one that had him, and I know a lot of reasons why you guys did it. As far as Jonas, Fel- I mean, uh, Nikola Vucevic being there, but I just think that he's going to have this big swing after they trade Vucevic at some point. And I think he's going to be really good. I think he's good. He's a good rim protector. I'm really big on that. He's a good rebounder. Don't they he, have Mozgov as well? Didn't they? Mozgov is with... I thought they, they traded... Oh, my God. He's played traded, for like 10 Biz, teams this offseason. No, they right. traded Bismack. Bismack Biombo to the Hornets. I thought he was... Yeah, Mozgov is a magic. You're correct. Right. So that's where I'm just like, they have three dudes. Yeah, and you that's I mean? fair. Where how many minutes is Bamba going to get? Really I think at some point, because it is Steve Clifford, um, that he is going to kind of lean to see what he can get from Bumba. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think that was where I went there. You, surprisingly not me, had Wendell Carter the second on your list. I did. Um, Sean also had him on the list. Wendell Carter Jr. Come on, Wendell Tim. Carter Jr. Um, yeah. Wendell Carter, I think, is just a solid guy. Yes. Really solid. So. He's good at everything, and, but he's not great at anything. Yeah. Man, we talked about that Duke defense not looking good. It is looking like that was not Wendell Carter's fault. I know. Or By that. any means. That man wants the ball. If you have the ball, he wants yeah, it from he you. Wants to get Give it. me that. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't want you scoring on me. I don't want you dunking. <laughs> Give me the ball. He, I mean, he's hunting for it. So For sure. I think that would be an impressive one. Someone that we do not have on our list. Uh, for our for our group top five is Trey Young. Yeah, I put him at five. Yeah, um, only because I think he's probably going to be the most exciting thing in Atlanta. Okay, that's fair. Um, not saying that he's going to go out and put up twenty five thirty points, um, but I mean, let's be honest. Let's look at Atlanta basketball. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty bleak. They yeah. have another good player. The national media doesn't Singular. care about John One. Collins. John yeah. Collins? John Collins, the, na- yeah. the media just doesn't care about John Collins. Though. I know, and right. that sucks because he's really good. Yeah. yeah. So, like I said, I think Trey Young will give you those games where he'll hit seven threes in the first half. But he'll also give you those games where he'll go 0 for 8 in the first half. Yeah. And you'll be like, gosh, dang, you're so bad. So, my pick was Jaron Jackson Jr. Yep. And if we can all just... Just uh, remember how we felt after that first, uh, after that seven first threes. summer league game where he hit the seven threes. Mm-hmm. Man, let's just beauty. Let's just live. Let's just live there in that moment forever. Yeah, and that's and I don't think he's gonna be hitting seven threes every game. But, no, <laughs> but I think he'll be stretching the floor, and I like him. Yeah, man, I like him to win it. Yeah. You ended up with, like, all the Michigan State guys on your fantasy team, didn't you? I did. Yeah. <laughs> I would have ended up with all the Xavier guys, but we don't have any. It is crazy to think that <laughs> Jaron Jackson Jr. is that good, and so is Miles Bridges. Yeah. And they still couldn't do anything. <laughs> well, because... Am I allowed to say this? No. Just Am I allowed to say this? Put keep, it out Keep there. it moving. 
Tom Izzo really fucked that team up last year. Nick, you know, what was his face? that was playing over Jaron Jackson Jr. Hold on, stop. Hold on, yeah. stop. Hold on. When Tim just said that, if you could take a picture, GLK's face. <laughs> Come on. No. There's no. rare moments that I get to look up and see both faces at the same time. And Tim's got a grin on his. <laughs> and GLK's looking like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> Oh, right. man. Keep it moving. Are we about to Marcus Smart, J.R. Smith this? <laughs> Keep it moving. Well, we only have one oh, more. Oh, man. So, MVP. Um, the Vegas betting favorite right now is LeBron. But we, none of us had LeBron as number one on our list. So, our list went number five, Kawhi. Number four, James Harden. Number three, Anthony Davis. Number two, LeBron. Number one, Giannis. I pick Giannis to win. Sean pick Giannis to win. Kyle pick Giannis to win. Ben picked Anthony Davis to win. So, Kyle, why did we pick Giannis Antetokounmpo to be the MVP? He's a he's the Greek freak, but he yes. is a freak, man. Mm-hmm. Um, he packed on tons of muscle, a, an incredible amount of muscle. Some people are worried that it might be too much; it'll mess with his shooting stroke. That doesn't seem to be the case in preseason, at least. He is stroking it nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I think that he's going to be borderline unstoppable yeah um he's gonna move into that that top tier um if he wasn't already you know the top four players in the league Mm -hmm. or whatever i think he's gonna be there um so i i just think he's unstoppable i will yeah so that's what i have on Giannis. what do you what are your thoughts on Giannis? mine was the same i just think that the more he taps into what he is going to be and the older he gets he's getting stronger his shot's looking better, but I think he's like literally the one guy that doesn't really need a shot. Right. Um, we joked about Marco Fultz earlier. I still think Marco Fultz does need a shot. Yeah, he does. Um, but Giannis, I don't think does because he can, mm-hmm. you know. I went and watched him play in person last year against the Cavs. And this was the Dwayne Wade, Derrick Rose Cavs, but it's in the context, of course, guys. Right. Um, I watched him and LeBron go at it, and it was fun. Mm-hmm. Like LeBron had 32 in that game, and Giannis had 40. And even then, it didn't even look like he was trying. Yeah. He just got to the rim, no doubt about it. Everything that like the cast threw at him, they just he had an answer for. And you know, he you kind of talked about earlier, you know, he's gonna have a full season of Eric Blessed to get him the ball. I think that's gonna be huge for him. Mm-hmm. Um Brooke Lopez standing next to him is gonna be ginormous. Because Brooke Lopez is a really good passing big man. Yeah. Um, so I think Giannis has the tools to get better. And I, honestly, I think Mike Budenholzer was really the best hire they could have made. Right. So I think he's got all the pieces around him to make him the MVP. All right, Ben. Giannis went from so his first, his rookie year he averaged seven points. He then increased it by six points the next year, six uh, four points the next year, six points the next year, four points the next year. Last year he was at twenty seven points a game. Ooh wee. Ten boards, five assists. It's insane. Are we are we still expecting progression as far as statistical progression? You think he hits thirties in the points? I mean, twenty. He's already at twenty seven. He's at twenty seven. Um, like when you know, what I mean, when does he? Because I, I, I don't expect him like he's not going to for the rest of his career. Obviously, no, no, no. But I I think he'll I think he'll get to twenty nine or thirty this year for sure. 30? Yeah. Um. 
nothing about his game has said decline. Like nothing about his game has said he's not working to get better. Plateaued. Or yeah, anything like nothing that. like that. I mean, I mean, he's a guy that could average, you know, anywhere from twenty nine to thirty one, thirty two. I mean, he's like we've said already. Like the guy is adding more to his jump shot. He's he's so long and athletic. Like even if he's Within the box, he can score on a layup or a dunk because he's just so athletic. Um, he's a matchup problem for most people, um, and he's only—I think he's only his upside. His upside is still so big because I still think that he's learning different aspects of his game. So, um, t- for him to be the MVP would not be out of. You know, would not be out of context at all. No, I get it. You you did have Anthony Davis though. Um, from you, what do you think he's got to do to really show? Because if if we look at Anthony Davis last year compared to Giannis, he had more points, more uh, rebounds. You know, not not as many assists, but he was yeah. more of a big man. But more points, more rebounds, um, and more blocks. So, yeah. what do you think Anthony Davis has to do to win MVP over Giannis? Um, honestly, most of that stuff, I think, just comes into where they end up at the end of the year as far as playoff-wise. Um, I think that Anthony Davis, with less around him, is going to have to do more. Um, so I think it's going to be that case where if they wind up being a 6 or 7 seed, they're like, wow, Anthony Davis only had this and ended up here. And Giannis had this and ended up here. Anthony Davis gave more for his team. And, I mean, truly, like, most valuable player. So. That's fair. Um, and it's not that Giannis is not going to have a freaking great year. Because he is. He's going to be phenomenal. No, absolutely. absolutely. Um, but I think that it'll see is where Davis is um, more, more into leading that team for sure. Uh Tim, what do you think, or how far do you think we are away from this being Anthony Davis and Giannis's league? A couple years. Couple so, years. I think we all can still agree we think LeBron James is the best player in the NBA. Yep. Correct. We'll, uh, we'll still say it's LeBron's league, Kevin Durant's league. Yes. Uh, you know, Steph Curry, you know, it's kind of their league right now. So, with these guys, like, if you kind of remember, like, when we kind of saw LeBron hit that level of, like, I'm the best player... We didn't know when it was going to come a time for a long time who was going to step and be two. Durant, you kind of started seeing it, but you're like, okay, what point is Durant going to overcome it? Where Durant's going to be, when that time comes, when LeBron's not the best player in the world, and we kind of feel like Durant's going to be number one, I don't really think he's going to have that title for a long time. Yeah. I mean, how far are we from that now? We're maybe say, this, maybe this year. Right. See, that's what I'm thinking. Of. I, I think. Look the, at the NBA Finals, right? What's the right. last? What's the last sample size we saw with these two? Was that they both played extremely well, but Perfect. KD edged them out. Okay, you know what I mean. So, like, I think that we are like we're there. Yeah, here's, I think we're I there. Think we're, here's my we're thing. Almost there. There's nothing about the, in that argument. There's nothing about LeBron James that says he's going to have this decline that everyone seems to think because he's 34. He's just going to like. Fall off a cliff. No, 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 no. Uh, but at the same point, I think we all agree Durant's a better defender. Correct. Um, so, you know, even though, like, it could very well be this year, I'm not ready to say it's this year, both personally and as a podcaster. Um, 
just being honest, right? <laughs> or just being Giannis, right? Um, you know, and I think that like I think we're going to see a pretty rejuvenated LeBron, where you kind of saw sometimes he was so pissed off with the Cavs last year, like yeah. he's he he signed a four year contract for a reason. Oh, I, I agree. And like I, mean, I think that this year you kind of kind of see him having fun and playing loose and. There's no title expectation for anyone except for me in the Lakers front office. Like, right. no fan thinks the Lakers are going to win the title. Right. Except for people who are just delusional. Until next year. Right. And, like, this is kind of his year where he can, like, kind of just fuck around. Like, yeah. if he does win MVP, I'm not shocked. No, no, no. I will say I had Westbrook over LeBron. You did. At, for number two. Westbrook averaged a triple-double both the last two seasons. Yeah. And I think um, and, Jalen Jacoby made that point as far as, like, you know, that's still a thing. Yeah, and... You hear that, Jalen? <laughs> and we are... <laughs> like, we're picking OKC to be better this year. Yeah, right. we are. So, like, the team's improving. He's getting triple-double. Like, I, I think that he... I don't know. I just don't want to count on... The fact he triple. wasn't on the ballot last year was kind of shocking to me. That's irritating. We're numb to it. We're numb to it. Yeah. yeah, like, it's... We did it once. We celebrated it. We got three-round numbers. Awesome. And, and we just moved on, but like, it's still impressive. Yeah, but bask like here's my problem is that basketball heads know how hard that is. Yes, dude, eighty two games against the four hundred best players in the world, and you go out, and I don't care if you say, oh well, he just people let him get rebounds, he fights people, his teammates for open rebounds. Like, bro, like, like you know how hard it is. To, to average a triple double every night you play as a point guard, as a point guard in a league of the best four hundred players in the world, and it's like a thirty-one point triple double and a twenty-five point triple double yeah. the last two years. Yeah, you know I mean these aren't like he's not squeaking them out. Yeah, it's not. It's not ten, ten, and ten. No, like this dude's leading his team in scoring and and freaking putting up fourteen assists. 15 rebounds. like Still getting about a, a steal and a half. Yeah. I'm like, you got, like, and people are like, oh, well, they just, uh, like, I don't care. Like, you average a triple-double in a season, like, that's just. I'm so sick of people discrediting Russell Westbrook. Like, I'm so tired of people just trying to put asterisks next to his stats. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. I don't give a shit. Yeah. What he has to do to get his stats. He gets them. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to look back in 10 years or so and be like. Wait, he, he was triple-double? Twice. 30-point triple-double? Twice. My man's out here getting it? Yeah, out here getting it. And he, he Wait, he wasn't winning MVPs on yeah, that? right. That wasn't good enough for an MVP? Right. It's stupid because he's like, so Average triple-double twice. He's, ha- he's the best athlete at his position, and it's not close. Yeah. Athlete, yeah. Yeah. Do you see his, his knee... No, a little maintenance. Yeah, no. he had a little. Yeah, you don't see it being it. No, okay. He said it a couple times now. Yeah, I, I and he still does the the crazy things he does. Okay, that's fair. I, I don't disagree. Yeah. yeah. So I think that like unless there's anything else we got to talk about, I think we have literally touched on everything we wanted to in our season preview show. Absolutely, I, I think, think we that, have. Uh, I mean, we've hit all thirty teams. Uh, we've done all the breakdowns of where we think every team is going to finish. Yeah, we've awards. got all the awards. I mean, we have knocked out our summer has came and gone and knocked out all these crazy. I mean, it's it's pretty nuts. And now we are 
literally we can talk weekly basketball again. Nine days away from the start of the NBA season. When this goes up, a day, a there day. You go. Pretty cool. So, what's the plans for shot callers this year, guys? You guys are gonna be on Monday night, sh- uh, Monday show this year. Uh, Forty eight minutes will be back on Wednesdays. Uh, what are you guys looking forward to doing? What's some fun stuff you have planned for the season? Uh, we're going to be having some fun guests with us. Mm-hmm. Um, really, what we're looking for in a guest is someone that's a good chat on Twitter. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Someone that we can kind of shoot the shit with on Twitter and uh-huh. and, and joke around with. Yeah. Um, and just kind of bring that energy, that yeah. vibe. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Looking for a lot of fun. Um Myself, GLK, we both like to have fun, good conversation, good yeah. NBA talk. I'm a... F- I'm a- Fun guy. I love basketball. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what else I can say. I don't even know where you're sitting right now. I don't even know where you're sitting right now. (laughs) But yeah, we're we're looking for some just just good time. I mean, we love chatting it up on Twitter. And and, you know, you always find those guys that we're going to have Twitter beefs with. And it's going to be fun going after them and... You know, that's how we do. That's yes. It. What about you guys? So it's you and Sean. Probably like our standard Ooh, ow. Hot mic, hot mic. Broken wrist. Um probably our standard NBA talk. Um kind of being our we'll still be fun, we'll still have some laughs, still have a good time. Um hopefully we're gonna like the goal for forty eight minutes as a network this year is to get a lot more guests, whether it's our show or your show. Um so for us, you know, we're kinda of still the flagship of making sure like we kind of keep everything together and really just trying to bring, you know, it's cool that we have the two shows now because it's going to be different voices. It's different personalities. It's different. It's a whole new way of fun. Um, and I think it's just a way for people to kind of get different voices. And so I'm looking forward to that. And then we have a few more shows in, that, in mind. Uh, I'm so excited for hoop cinema. Uh, that's gonna be really neat. It's gonna be our first ever binge podcast where we're going to upload everything at once. So we have a lot that we have planned for 48 minutes that, we got to take time to say thank you to all of you. Mm-hmm. And if you have listened to this for the first time, if you listen to all 30 team previews between both shows, we worked so hard this offseason to just give great content. Uh, we put a lot into it. And then also to all of our awesome guests we had over the summer. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, amazing guests. Gosh, amazing. for both love, shows. Love them all. Yeah. So many people that were just so kind and gave us you know 40 minutes of their day just to talk about their teams. And we couldn't thank you because if you guys literally said no to us, we couldn't have accomplished that. Absolutely. That's literal. Yeah. Absolutely. No, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for coming on the show. Um, it was a lot of fun. And we literally popped, popped bottles of champagne. Yes. To celebrate. <laughs> we did. We literally They're popped, still in my fridge. We literally popped bottles of champagne to celebrate. So uh, thank you. It was a passion project of ours. And we had a lot of fun. And we're going to keep having fun doing it. Um, yeah. Look forward to it. Absolutely. Yeah. So on behalf of the 48 Minutes Network, the 48 Minutes Show, and Shot Callers, everyone, thank you so much. The season is here. We can finally talk about basketball on a daily basis. Take it easy, everyone. Can't wait to talk more this year.